Jessica, Jessica, it's it's time to watch Talking Heads. Jessica. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Uh, <laughs> I was paid to say that. Welcome to Talking <laughs> Heads, everyone. Your once week live show for the latest in beer and tech news, episode 150, 150. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night. If you have never seen the show before, we talk tech, we talk games, entertainment, pop culture, we talk beer. The show is family-friendly in both language and content. Uh, We do drink alcohol on the show, but... uh, It's fine if you don't. Yeah. Drink, drink along with us or don't. And if you are drinking along with us, either alcoholic or not, give us a, uh, let us know what it is in the chat and we will give some early show shout outs on here. All super chats are read on the air so long as they meet the family friendly criteria. And if you want to join the super secret chat, go over to the Patreon and join my Discord. Link is down in the video description. Yes. Minimum donation $1 a month gets you access to the exclusive Discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Steve, Rhett, all the toasts from Talking Heads and uh, get in on that super secret action. Did you say toast? I said hosts. <laughs> oh, I thought you said, and the toasts. <laughs> well, well, we'll see it on the replay, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I said hosts. Yeah. I was trying to get it through quickly. Uh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, at least you're in a basement. Uh, yeah. I'm in my garage. It's not completely sealed. Right. So I come in here. I'm like, somebody's smoking. Yeah. Um, I will say that this room is probably the worst in the house. So I, I can smell it in here still. Uh, for those who don't know, the the Oregon wildfire situation is at least partially under control now, but yeah. it is still wildly not under control. Um. And uh, the fires are about 15 miles from both John and I. Uh, luckily, they haven't gotten any closer than that. But uh, our air has been absolutely terrible since last Monday. So this is day nine of yeah. uh, beyond unhealthy air quality. And yeah. uh, it's starting to affect me. I don't know if you've noticed anything different. Um, I have been spacey as all hell. Um, as in like, and even more than like my normal ADD self, <laughs> um, I cannot keep a thought going for more than a minute at a time. Um, I will walk into a room and completely forget why I walked into that room. My wife will ask me a question and I won't hear her or won't respond <laughs> more than normal. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> That's pretty normal for me. Right. Jeff. I was like, my, I was like, yeah, yeah no, yeah. it is like cranked up to 11 right now. And I'm fairly certain it's, it's air quality. It's, it's not getting very good sleep. It's, I will say the sleep, the sleep thing is, is yeah. getting to me. Uh, um, even when they say, you know, turn your air conditioners on or anything, I'm like, uh, I have a window air conditioner. Right. <laughs> It doesn't really help me. Yeah, heat pumps will help because it then turns your house into a a positive pressure system and keeps things out. Um, Whereas a window air conditioner does not a lot. No. Um, And yeah, so, but I will say that like opening the door and going outside, I'm like, uh, it was hot, sunny, you know, like I said, 10 days ago. And now it feels like we're in the middle of winter. Or, you know, getting close, end of fall, I should say. Right, it, it, it's you know? end of fall. It's still warmer than end of fall. It's still warm, but it's still but it, in the 70s. But, but visually, you're like, this isn't right. Right. Yeah, yeah, this, this is freaking me out. <laughs> my whole perception of reality is just out the door. Not not that we it wasn't already, because we had to live in sepia tone for about <laughs> four days. 
Uh, for those who don't know, uh, go look at my Twitter uh, profile picture right now, and that's how orange the sky was for four days. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it was it was uh, what's it called? Um, what's the Harrison Ford movie? Oh, uh, uh, the sci-fi. Yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yes, yeah. it looks like Blade, uh, L.A. Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was Blade Runner for a couple of days. Uh, it was uh, shot in Mexico yeah. <laughs> in Breaking Bad. Yes, yes. That, that was my favorite one that I heard. <laughs> there were a number of movie references thrown out, but uh, man, yeah, it's... yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. I even uh, the first day it was orange here because I did it on my Twitter account. I mm-hmm. walked outside and took a picture when I left, and it was like you're saying, it was orange, red. Yeah. And yep. then and I drove to work 20 miles away and it was blue sky. I was like, wow, this is weird. Yep. Eventually everything got over there. But, you know, that yep. first day was like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah. So this is day nine going into day 10 of uh, very, very unhealthy air. Uh, I got really excited yesterday because they finally downgraded us from hazardous air quality. Because if you've ever paid attention to the uh, the AQI or air quality index or whatever API, I, I forget what they call it. What? Yeah. But the air index, air quality index, essentially, that the EPA puts out, um, 50 is about what the normal number is. And the lower the number, the better the air quality. Um, yeah. 200 or 150, they start issuing warnings that it's a little bit unhealthy. Like, like, yeah. Like, start yeah, limiting yeah. your time outside. Uh, maybe move some normal outdoor activities indoors if you can. Um, You're probably going to feel exhausted. You're not going to be able to run or go as right. far as... Two, 200, you know. they, they claim it's very unhealthy and... 400 is hazardous i guess we broke the the scale we broke the scale some uh parts of portland and parts of salem were hitting 850 yeah some someone (laughs) there was someone i saw even that uh it broke the scale to 999 and it said it it went way beyond that they just could not report it uh and they don't even know how to classify that danger level of air quality right and so all they all they said was it's hazardous to go outside right now <laughs> and right now it's very unhealthy is the yeah. official index because we're still sitting in like the 480 range which is like double the normal double or triple the normal you shouldn't be outside numbers. yeah um <laughs> go check and, your uh, mail come back in that's yeah. it and someone said, yeah, there's uh, probably just too much CO2 in the house. And that's exactly what it is. Um, we're, we can't open the doors and windows because the air outside is hazardous. And we're not getting that airflow in and out of our houses that we normally do. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm getting a little bit loopy. And it's, it's not my normal ADD and anxiety-ridden self. It's, the, <laughs> it, it's air quality and it's not getting sleep and everything else that goes with that. So, anyway... Anyways, uh, that's what's going on here in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, catching you up on some local news here. Um, <laughs> Skull says, red outside, so red ale tonight. You read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually do have a red ale tonight. <laughs> ah, uh, I, 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 have, I have something very, very interesting. Okay, um, I've got one of mine out here. Uh, so I've been digging on this one lately. Um, uh, so yeah, but my beers are both themed tonight. Uh, first up, I've got, uh, Mother Earth Primordial IPA, oh. which is, uh, this thing is good. It's an Imperial IPA, 9%. Um, it's, uh, uh, Vista, California and Napa, Idaho, um, is, uh, their, their two locations, but this has just been freaking delicious. 
Yeah, so that's, that's what cool. I'm starting with. That's what you're starting with. That's yeah. cool. Um, I went a little bit different route. Okay. So, okay. so, what, what so, today, so today I went to my my favorite uh, marketplace because they just opened back up. Yeah. Um, for the the air quality. Yeah. And uh, two weeks ago they rearranged everything, so I I, I couldn't. They haven't quite figured out how the layout is. And then so all my regular spots, I'm like, I don't know where all my favorite breweries are. Yeah. And they moved all the European and foreign stuff up front. So I ended up picking up this. <laughs> this... <laughs> so this, this is a uh, Ukrainian honey ale. Okay. Seven Plastic cap and all. Yeah, 7%, 0.4 gallons. <laughs> so it's a, uh, uh, yeah. So I I have a glass to make sure I, I don't overpour. <laughs> so I think, I think I'll be good. Yeah. Rock and roll. Uh, so I <laughs> check out that pour. Uh, First off, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, let's go. And And that's a legit, there's all the beer. There oh, I think is. I think I'll be able to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I got this. There, I can even. You can even slosh that one. I can even slosh that one. Yeah. Still going. I mean, it's never stopped you from sloshing beers before. No, so I think I'll just go ahead and. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Vortex action. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boy, that is dark. It actually doesn't smell horrible. So I, I looked this up. I couldn't. I couldn't pronounce it. Um, if anyone wants, see there. Uh, ah, there it is. No, other way. There. There. Yep. Hold. 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 There it is. There it is. Yeah. So yeah. If anyone wants to look that up, go ahead and try writing that on the chat of what I'm drinking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on, on Hikona. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I butchered that, but that's the English pronunciation. Yeah. So seven percent, um, and it said dark lager, and another one, and on there it says uh, pale beer with natural honey. So. Oh, that's <laughs> wow! Can't whoa. words escape? Yeah. Uh... Wow, um, <laughs> that that tastes like. You ever saw those those old beer videos I did? Oh yeah, that's what that's what feels. That you should have like. recarbonated it. Oh, God, I, I I was fresh. Yeah, I, <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, does, German, it doesn't look it doesn't look carbonated. Actually, that it tastes flat. Yeah, it tastes well, flat the, and old. Well, the way you poured it and and with as little head as you got, I knew it was not well carbonated. Oh, kind of butterscotchy and sweet and, and dusty. This is delicious. Yeah. This right. is uh, man. If, if you like IPAs and you like that, this is very much like a stone IPA. Ooh. Um, like they're just their classic stone, but crank it up to like 9%. Think of like, uh, what is the, the fear all lions? Uh, there are, oh, there yeah. are special, fear lion, yeah. fear, fear lion movies or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Um, but, uh, it, it reminds me a lot of that, um, where it's a, it's a 
it's a stone IPA, but instead of seven percent, it's cranked to nine or ten. Um, <laughs> Skull, Skull found uh, my beer in uh, in chat. <laughs> <laughs> he said it took him too long. All right, so I get the two point nine. Okay. So it's better than Budweiser. It's better than Budweiser. <laughs> I, I honestly, ah, that's the. All right, let's get some uh, let's get some shout outs here real quick. Um, we have a ton of smoke here in the Spokane area, according to Nick. Yeah, it's it's bad all up and down uh, Willamette Valley here in Oregon, um, up into Portland, up into the Couve, uh, and I guess uh, parts of Washington, even north of Vancouver, are dealing with it too. Uh, as far north as Kelso, um, and as far south as well, California. Yeah. Um, well, mean, the sm- they say the smoke's now hitting the Midwest. Yeah, uh, I, I actually heard reports that uh, the smoke was hitting places in Virginia Jeez. because the jet stream was taking the smoke all the way over. Um, so I, I have a couple of friends that I talked to over there and they said, yeah, it's been hazy for like two or three days. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hazardous to unhealthy for the win. Yeah, that was actually not only was it worth celebrating, very unhealthy was trending in Oregon on Twitter. Because people were so happy that it was very unhealthy now. <laughs> that was the Twitter trend in, trend in Oregon yesterday. Um, is there a smoky beer? Gotta go with the theme. I actually do have two German smoked beers in my fridge right now. And I considered opening one. See, I but thought... I've, but I I've was... been tasting it for 10 days already. Yeah, and I so... thought about trying to find a smoky beer at the bottle shop. I couldn't, again, couldn't find anything good. And then this just like, hey, a plastic bottle. Sure, I'll buy that. <laughs> uh, Killed Eye, uh, Drop Top Amber. Nice. Uh, Rev picked up a, uh, a Duchess de, de Burgoyne. De Burgoyne? I, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that one. Sorry. Uh, Nate, Sun River Rippin'. Uh, Dunkel, oh, I, have, I have only a lager. Wish I had an all-day IPA. Yes. Uh, gonna start selling can. <laughs> Rogaru says I'm gonna start selling canned air to the West. <laughs> Perrier. Ah. <laughs> President Scroob. Oh man, someone needs to go do that right now on Twitter. I told you never to call me on this wall. <laughs> uh, having a Breckenridge Vanilla Porter tonight. Uh, Henry Reinhard, Private Reserve, beer in hand and loving it. Uh, How old is it? It's from I'm a Crazy Guy. Uh, did John just buy a spittoon? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of hate on your German glass for Ukrainian beer. Uh, I Okay, I have a boot, but I don't have any Ukrainian glassware. Uh, who was that that said I have a Pepsi? Someone said a... John, the glass... Uh, Sakura, Sakura says he's got a Pepsi right now. Oh, okay. Uh, Dark Storm, happy with my dogfish 60. 60 minutes, nice. Yep. All right, cool. Well, let's get into some news, shall we? Yeah. Let me make sure I've got the right slide up here. Awesome. And hopefully my slides work. Okay, there we are. There we go. Uh, so we have some possible leaked news, or at least uh, the rumor mill is starting to churn about the Intel DG2, uh, Intel's up-and-coming graphics card release. Uh, The DG2 has allegedly been spotted um, and listed on uh, 
some OEM purchase sites uh, with eight gigabytes of GDDR6. Uh, it is in an unspecified form factor at this point, um, but it is listed as an Intel TGLH uh, 45 watt part uh, Intel DG2 graphics processor. Um, and we knew the DG2 was going to be making an appearance or at least an announcement probably sometime late this year or early 2021. Um, I would not be shocked if this was released at CES. Um, I would not be shocked in the least to see this. You think the release or you think it will be just benched at, or like, here's, here's the stats of everything. No, I, I think announce for release probably within a couple of weeks after CES. Um, because uh, I know their goal was to crank out video cards by the end of 2020. Yeah. And so there might be something by the end of 2020, but I'm guessing that whatever mainstream card they're coming out with will likely be launched at CES um, virtually since we can't attend in person anymore. Um, and uh, probably, I would say by the end of February, we have cards in hand. That's that's my my guess. Um, but uh, eight gigabytes of GDDR6 uh, and 384 execution units is what Intel is calling them. And each execution unit has eight ALU cores. Um, and so in theory, the configuration now stands <laughs> at uh, 3072, 4096 or 7680 ALU cores. Um, and uh, that's the theoretical amount, like if you had perfect binning, that's not gonna be the release number of cores. Uh, the dies are usually cut down a little bit um, after binning. But uh, apparently video cards uh, did obtain a photo of one of the PCBs alleged to be the Intel G, uh, DG2. Which uh, looks to be the sixth. Right, marked, marked here as a DG2. Uh, they've extrapolated that it will have a 192-bit memory base, um, and so pretty decent memory speeds uh, at GDDR6. Um, they've uh, determined the die size of the card, or of the the uh, die as well, at 192 square millimeters. Um, so decent size die. Um, and uh, they said from the looks of this, the card sample that they they got to look at appears to be an, an MXM, so a, a mobile PCI Express or a laptop uh, uh, video card. Uh, or so tablet, this is a, yeah. Yeah, this is a, a modular mobile video card clocking in at 45 watts. Um, so I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very curious, number one, to get a third player in the game. I, I would love to see Intel actually compete in this space. Um, uh, it's been a space that's for the last almost 20 years been dominated by two players. Um, you know, ever since Voodoo and 3DFX and all them kind of got bought out, bought out or went under or combination no. of the two. Um, but uh, I hope they're able to do something. I hope they're able to do something relevant and make some noise, even if it's at the bottom end. If, if their first go round, they produce something in the realm of an of a gtx 1060 or rx 580 that's a win that's an absolute win um uh, i'm not looking at them to you know 500 dollars and competes with an rtx 3080 uh, no no um, no well i guess the only way would be that if it is you know like a, a 580 um what's the price point on on this going to be right you know but if it, they come out 
Right. Uh, uh, yeah, if, if it does come out RX 580, GTX 1060-ish performance, or yeah. even below that, if it comes out for like 80 bucks... Then you're and, fine. Right. AMD yeah. and, and NVIDIA don't touch that market anymore. Exactly, yeah. Um, but if it comes out at like 199 you're like, uh... Right, then we have a problem. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, bring back sys. <laughs> Silicon Silicon Integrated Solutions, I believe, was what that one was. Um, but uh, yeah, if they if they bring out a card of moderate low end performance and it's less than a hundred dollars, that's a market that hasn't been touched since the GT ten thirty and RX five fifty. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a and even the RX five fifty still didn't sell for less than a hundred dollars until very recently. Um, so it's it's a market that's often neglected. Um, no, it, and it it isn't. It is. It this is going to compete theoretically in that market, like we're kind of suggested, um, and even mobile with a lower wattage. This is actually going to be a really decent beginner level level entry graphics card for right. the cheap. Uh, hey, I need to three hundred dollars. I want to go build my son, not you know, uh, 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 his first gaming PC. Or something like that. This will be great. Yeah, heck, even probably like two fifty if you really budget it out correctly. Um, and you don't need that big power supply too. That's the really beauty. Actually, you probably won't even need a power supply if you have the right motherboard. So uh, right. Uh, well, PCI Express specifications say up to seventy five watts delivery through the motherboard. So if they're claiming a forty five watt chip, yeah, you don't need, you know, you don't need any ancillary power. No. So. Um, and I wonder if this will also be in a small form factor too. Because that would be an interesting. Well, if it's an MXM, then absolutely it will be. Yeah. Um, but uh, I say open up the MXM spec. Start allowing people to produce motherboards. NVIDIA, start selling MXM cards so I can truly build small form factor computers on my own. You know, they're. You know, ITX can only get so small, especially when I'm forced to use you know full size desktop cards. Yeah. You know, sell me a a a, a ten seventy, you know max q card on an mxm i'll i'll eat that crap up <laughs> you know uh, i i love small form factor builds so no this will be uh, interesting yeah didn't they say that there might be an announcement at least a much more clearer announcement than like next week or so yeah uh we keep hearing that um we'll hear announcements of intel's graphics soon yeah but Soon I, is never really materialized. I know. Uh, I, the, I keep hearing the, it soon, and then there's like, oh, there's this Intel event that's coming back. That's probably or in coming virtually really soon. That's that's probably what they're talking about, and then right. nothing happens. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, the last news that we got on the Intel graphics cards was at CES with the release of the developers unit of the DG1. Mm. Um, they really haven't talked about it since then. Now, obviously, there haven't been a lot of opportunities to publicly talk about it since late january yeah <laughs> but uh, february march <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah we'll we'll see what happens with it but i want to see it i want i want to see it and i want to see it succeed because yeah. if there's competition everyone wins i i've trumpeted that since i started youtube <laughs> oh this is delicious yeah shut up <laughs> <laughs> mine's yummy too 
I'm just glad you're not in studio this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I missed that part. That's the best part. Uh, I missed that part so much of bringing you crappy beer and <laughs> making you drink it. I got I got your two pickle beers here waiting for you. Oh, oh I have one coming in too. I have I have plenty Yay. of beers for you too. <laughs> I know we should do a a six foot apart exchange beer episode. Yeah. Here you go. We should. We'll get like six foot straws. Yeah. Here, John, catch, and you catch the beer. Yeah. And you go here, Jeff, catch, and I go. Oops, I dropped it. Oh no. <laughs> oh. oh. And I'll be like, Look, it's cool. I got a six pack. <laughs> You have any gin? I'll catch that. <laughs> I'll get that. Do you see that article I posted of the gross alcohol museum? Yes. Uh, and they had the ant gin. Yeah, the ant gin, the uh, the whale fecal matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a whale um, testicle. A whale, like, whale testicle. And then, the, and then they had actual and, no, it, fecal no, matter. It, it was whale testicle smoked with goat, goat fecal matter. Yes, yeah. It, it was, was one a... beer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they had like uh, human feces wine. I was yeah. like, wow. I can make Pruno myself. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go drink that. <laughs> this time on Hops and Brews, welcome to Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd probably tune into that episode. <laughs> I'd watch. I would watch. <laughs> Yeah, it was the disgusting food museum. Um, I don't think it was in Switzerland. It was somewhere else. But uh, somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they're they're having a three month exhibit for disgusting alcohol. Yeah. So, how like, that didn't oh. make our final list, I don't know, John. If, uh, you, well, if you can find know. the article, we'll we'll tuck it in. But okay. Um, uh, yeah, just add it to the list, and we'll we'll see if we can get to it at the end. Yeah. Um, Anyway, moving on to some Ryzen 4000 series leaks, yeah. uh, courtesy of of AMD. AMD actually, leaked. strangely <laughs> enough, leaked their own information. Um, strangely. Has, right. Uh, AMD has confirmed that Ryzen 4000 series processors will make their debut on October 8th. Um, and uh, they might have accidentally sent out a press release stating what's going to be in the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh uh basically they have uh, a model listed as the uh 19h and the 21h b20 um and uh 17h refers to zen 2 cpus so 19h will refer to uh these new cpus um and it wasn't disclosed like necessarily skews or parts or whatever else um five dollars novella hub chug the pickle beer um <laughs> i know you sent the beer so i feel obligated to open it at some point but it's going to cost a lot more than five dollars to make me chug that now can is he asking you to do it or me to do it he just said five dollars chug the pickle beer yeah so who's he asking you or me because he right. brought he gave both of us one of them right so, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Those two had your name on them. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so AMD, yeah, yeah. So exact parts and specs were not released, but they did release uh, some architectural information on it. And uh, the architectural information 
uh, basically confirms that we're not going to go up in core counts this generation. Uh, so Zen 3 will likely stay at the same uh, 6, 8, 12, 16 cores, at least on the, uh, actually, sorry, across the board for both likely Threadripper, Epic, and Ryzen CPUs. Um, and the reason is they're still only shipping them with two CCX units. Now, the IO die, um, my speculation is the IO die that controls the two CCX units on Ryzen processors is going to finally make the jump from 12 nanometer down to 7 nanometer, so that will free up some physical space on the board. Um, and I don't know if they're going to make the CCX units larger or what, but um, at the moment, all we know is that the core counts themselves will not be going up again. Because uh, we went from, you know, eight cores in the original Zen release to eight cores in the second Zen release. And then when they dropped to seven nanometer, we went to 16 cores. We're not going to say that see that same leap again, at least no. this next generation. And they're, they're, everyone's speculating that we're probably still going to see 16 cores as the flagship processor oh, totally. for this one. Um, that's still... A Who's complaining about 16 cores? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, as, as like, you oh, use 16 cores for? Yeah. Games and stuff? <laughs> well, it's not an Intel. <laughs> i9. Oh, shut up. John Jasa says, so $6? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Novella Hub says, you can drink both. I mean, I, I could do... Uh, all i'm saying is you got bigger glassware than me <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> although i have that exact same german glass you just poured that honey ale into do you i have oh yeah that's right you, you I, got I, it from the same I person it right down here yeah yeah you you got it from the same person yep i see i see him rolling around town every once in a while still that's cool i, I miss him yep me too but i i have the full set yeah well i've i've got a pair of those and a pair of smaller ones I got, yeah. I got all the way down. Oh, I don't have the, the tiny. I don't have the. All I have, yeah, I got. A, I got a full set all the way down to the tiny one. Yeah, I, I don't have the eight ounces. I've yeah. got the the twenty fours and the one liters. Yeah, I got the is the two liter, uh, the one liter, uh, and the twenty four, and it's an eleven ounce. Eleven ounce. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I just found out they have a mead glass too. So Ooh. I was thinking about picking that up. Or a mead, a, a mead mug. Yeah. It's a ceramic mug. Uh, Skull oh, I... sent me, or uh, Claw sent me the uh, the S one. I still yeah. have to go do a, a mead video for just just for that. I told him I would. <laughs> um, yes. God. So, so yeah. Ryzen um, AMDs. I mean, how can I don't understand how people are still there are still people out there now that are still complaining like Intel's technically better. Uh, no, well, yes in the single core maybe that's about it even Not, there they've it, even there it, yeah i know i was yep. literally earlier like i was going through the notes and then i'm all part in another group and someone was complaining about uh you know i don't know what everyone's talking about these amds intel still technically the best and they posted this chart of how intel single core is still technically better but they didn't put price point. They didn't put did, did they say core. Did they say up to technically better? 
<laughs> well, you know, they just did like, here's a single chart and here's all, here's the benchmark in this one category, but it right. didn't tell you the benchmark of what it was doing. I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you, um, I've overclocked my 9900K to 5.1 gigahertz and yeah. I've ran my 3700X at 4.4, 4.5. They're even, yeah. they're dead even. Cinebench, multi-core, single core. Yeah, well, that was that was his argument that I was Everything. going up. Well, that's what his argument was. I was going up against him. He was like, technically, I can overclock mine to five in your states that it doesn't do that. I was like, well, <laughs> but how much did you pay for yours? Right. You know, and what what is and that's you're only overclocking and you get a single core push. I have twice as many cores as you. Right. Right. <laughs> whoop de doo Right. So, uh, but I do have an upcoming uh, i9 10850K CPU coming in. Uh, so stay tuned for that review because that one should be interesting. It's my first uh, dabble with the 10th the gen uh, cores. Um, I've got that coming up. Uh, I just got a, a Sapphire 5700 XT. Uh, so I'm going to be doing a review of that. Um, Probably be doing a couple of system builds this next month. Uh, I've got a really cool one planned that I'm trying to get all together. Um, uh, I do have some confirmed RTX 3000 cards coming in. Uh, I didn't get on the release cycle this time around, but uh, I'm definitely up for the second round of samples to go out. Uh, so I've got a number of uh, number of leads there. So <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, John Wynn, 999. Chug both. Still. No. 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 <laughs> no. I, I messaged him back. It's like, I don't care how much you pay Jeff. I, I'm not chugging both. Right. right. <laughs> uh, review Microsoft Light Sim 2020. Uh, that will probably be in the cards for the, uh, the 10850K um, and whatever graphics card I happen to be using with that. Um, I'll, I'll definitely give it a look with the 5700 XT. Uh, I'll give it a look with the 2080 and probably whatever 3000 series card I, d I decide to look at at the time. Knock uh, to a brown mod build. I need to finally do that because uh, I, I said I wanted to and then I stopped. Um, but I want to do like a knock to a build that's also like a full-blown water-cooled build. Uh, and I've had this vision in my head of how to do that for quite a while. And I need to just bite the bullet and do it and, and ask everyone for the parts that I need and get it done. Um, cause I think it would be freaking awesome. Uh, am I getting a 3090? What? What? <laughs> I'm no. <laughs> uh, I might be, I might be. <laughs> might be, might not be. Might be. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. How's that? Um, so $11? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you think RDNA 2.0 or RDNA 2 will compete with the 3080? We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, I do have that in the notes coming up here. A couple more stories. Yeah. Um, we're not, we're, we will be talking some of that today. I mean, it is kind of one of the big stories of today. Yeah. Yep. Film it wearing the knock to a hoodie. I think that's going to be a requirement if I end up doing that, uh, that build. Nobody needs a 3090. No one needed a 2080 Ti. Are you kidding me? But you know why I want one? Because it's cool. That's right. Because no, it's and... the most powerful graphics card ever made. And I want one. <laughs> oh, perfect. There you go. Uh, 
I can just feel the love for pickle beer. That's not uh, what you're feeling. Yeah, no, no, trust me, no. Right. <laughs> Go to my channel, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see the love I have for pickle beer. Yes. Steve, Steve likes pickle beer. Yeah. Or he, he tolerates it. Yeah. 3090, because you can. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's literally like a Bugatti Veyron. Yeah. Because I want one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. no one needs 700 horsepower. No, but I really want it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, speaking of too much power and too much speed, A-Data has released the first mainstream PCI Express 4.0 drive. Uh, the Gamex <laughs> S50 uh, is the latest crop of PCI Express 4.0 drives with up to 3,900 megabytes of sequential read and write performance, 3,200 megabytes per second write performance. Um, and it should land uh, just uh, a little bit north of 15 cents per gigabyte. I think it's 16 cents per gigabyte. Um, yeah, so it, this is aimed yeah, right to there. be yeah, the big consumer uh like to really get consumers into that market of looking into these um right. so it's not not technically the fastest right i i will say um it is pci express 4.0 it is faster than than pci e 3.0 x4 yeah um than gen 3 x4 whatever the bloody hell they call it um i i will say 3900 megabytes per second versus 3,400 megabytes per second on the top end X4 drives. I'm not that impressed. I, you know, well, PCIe it, 4 but are, is But aren't the other ones, aren't they? Well, aren't, aren't those more like 20 to 25 cents per gig though? No, no. Um, you can get a one terabyte drive for 110 bucks that does 3,400 megabytes per second. Um, uh, I, uh, silicon power. I, I have one right here. Oh, there uh, you go. This 480 gig drive is 70 bucks usually. Um, so I don't know the math right off, but that's less than 20 cents. Yeah. Um, I think it's closer to like 12 or 13. Um, but uh, yeah, and they, and they offer a one terabyte that fluctuates right around that $110 price point. So you're looking 11 cents per gigabyte for 3,400 write or 3,400 read and 3,200 write. Yeah. And so while this is PCI Express 4.0, it's not blowing my socks up with only a 500 megabyte per second increase. And and that feels weird to say. They increased the read speed by 500 megabytes per second, and I'm not impressed. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's a great drive and it's certainly better than, than PCIe 3, but it's also just not... Well, I mean... It's not 5,000 either. And 5,000 no, is what I expect out of a PCI 4 drive, or at least 4,500, yeah. if you're going to give me a budget. Well, me the thing is, though, this, this is this is going to be probably marked as, like, be maybe pre-built pre into systems. Maybe not this model, but similar models like this. The low-end models are pre-built. Like, it's got PCIe 4.0 SSD in it, um, you know, a one terabyte version, but they won't tell you the technical specs or what model it's from. Right. So they can technically claim it's 4.0, but it's not that five, you know, that 5,000 megabits read. So, yeah, you know, this is just, a, the, the this is a company trying to get into the low end version to, you want to claim you have a 4.0 
and right. you're going to save a little bit of money. And this is the first model to do that. But are the specs really there? Is it really worth it? I mean, this is like uh, cheap 5G. Right. You know, it's like T-Mobile's <laughs> 5G. Is it true 5G? <laughs> no, kind of. It's better than, you this know. This is AT&T selling their, their 3G Plus as LTE. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what this is. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, it's technically like, better than 3G, so we're just going to call it 4G LTE. Yeah, so... It, the, this is more 3.0 plus right even though it goes into a 4.0 <laughs> pcie right. 4.0 slot right. um anyway novella hub says right now it's 54 dollars for the silicon power 512 so out of 500 512 gigs that's, that's 10 cents a gig yeah so yeah 10.2 cents per gig sorry um but yeah, um, so A data, it's cool. I'm glad you're doing it. I need to see a little bit more speed out of that though. Especially for 16 cents a gig when I can save literally 50 bucks and get very, very close to that speeds. And uh, twice the size. For 30% less money. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's cool, but keep going. Uh Razor has leaked some private or personally identifiable information of a hundred thousand of their customers. Yeah, plus thousand. Yeah. Um, so no credit card data was part of the breach, but everything else was. So number one, kudos to Razor for doing things properly and hashing the credit card data and storing it on a separate server. That's what you should do. Yep. But uh, 100,000 uh, plus customers have had their data leaked, which is uh, email address, mailing address, phone numbers, legal names, etc. Products, uh, products or, they yeah, and those order numbers is basically everything but the card. Right. Um, it was the whole entire invoice except the payment aspect of the invoice. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, I mean, some people will sit there and think, "What's the big deal? It's my mailing address." They're like doesn't matter. I mean, they leaked the product that you got. Mm -hmm. They leaked your email address. They leaked your physical address. That's value right there. Those, right. the email address and physical address and your name, plus actually even the product, because now they can easily fish you. Right. They can fish you and say, hey, you bought this thing and you forgot to sign up for the extended warranty. Send us like 12 bucks and we'll- Yeah, or, or your warranties, your, your automatic uh, 120, because probably, there's probably a date on there. Your mm -hmm. you know 120 day warranty is out, expired. Click here now to a free upgrade, you know, and some 12, 13 year old who just got a brand new Razer mouse. Yeah. And they click that who went and downloaded the drivers. Right. Um, so this, this breach is doubly egregious. Uh, not only because, number one, it was leaked. Number two, it was publicly available. And number three, yeah. it was indexed by search engines. Yeah, Google, <laughs> Google, you were able to just Google this and find so it. So if you Google your name right now, you might be linked back to your Razor invoice. <laughs> yeah. That was the, I forgot about that part in the article, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you, uh, Richard, down in the, in the chat for uh, reminding me of that, because I... That one had slipped my mind, but yeah, it, uh, this leak was indexed by search engines. Yeah. Uh, by searching Razer product numbers, it was fulfilling search requests based on people who had bought that product. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, not a great day to be a, a Razer sysadmin. Um, 
Although uh, they, they said they said Razor's actually handling this pretty well. Their customer yes. service is, is being very compliant with everyone and being very responsive. Yeah. Um, so they, they are stating Razor actually is handling this pretty good. This did happen back in August. Mm -hmm. So this has actually gone pretty fast. Uh, right. and, and, and Razor said, also, if you've already updated, I think your account information or your drivers, you're fine now. Yeah. Um, and so everything should should be taken care of and if you need to do a razor update do it get the latest update and you'll be fine your information will be secure so um they already issued an apology um so i i think razor as far as that aspect because we've talked a number of about leaks and yes. them hiding it i think razor handled this pretty decently i i absolutely agree with that you know we, we've talked about a number of leaks on this channel and we've gone over the wrong responses on how to do things. And we've gone over the right responses on how to do things. And and as I've said, I will always judge a company based on how they respond to a problem because problems happen. Yep. They happen to everyone. Um, but it's how you, how you remediate those problems, uh, what your customer focus is getting through that and, and how you come out the other side that I will judge you as a company. Um, and uh, Razor's passing this one with flying colors. Uh, yep. Three weeks from, dis from, uh, exploit to disclosure is a, is a pretty quick turnaround for a large corporation to to notify 100,000 people that their information was stolen. They handled everything internally the right way, so your credit card information wasn't stored in plain text in a in a text file on a searchable database. Um uh but the leak did happen. Um but they're also stepping up to the plate and taking care of it. So yeah. Kudos to Razor for that. Um, yeah. Not 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 enough companies do that. No, I just wish their products were a little bit cheaper than I'd buy them. <laughs> yep. 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 Um. So let's see what else. How's uh, how's your IPA doing there, Jeff? Uh, I've got about a third left. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me how, too. How much do you have left? Me. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I got like a third left. <laughs> oh god that's so not i mean i will admit it 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 has a picture of honey so I, that's why i assume it said honey ale uh -huh. i taste honey so i got okay. yeah, i'll give it that you know that's okay. cool um well that's this... a that's a solid 3.75 in steve's book then <laughs> right yeah i know it's on the label it, it's it's stated as the flavor and right. so that's at least there although there's no carbonation so it's a flat beer but i really don't know how they serve beer in the Czech Republic. So maybe there's a, there's a CO2 shortage a while ago. So may, I, there's no canning date. There's no Best Buy date. Um, every warning label I can't read. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I honestly, they had three of them and I just went with the highest alcohol content. <laughs> as really one does. As, yeah, really? I mean, they were all <laughs> the same price. So I was like six bucks. Uh, here's a 4.5, a 5.0, and a 7. Yep, I'm going to go with the 7. Yep. You know. So I did I did plan ahead, though. I do have a special beer that even you would be jealous of um, if I can get through this or need to get through this, uh, whatever. But, um, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, your, your beer number two is going to be a good one? My beer number two is going to be, like, something even you would probably save... And I was like, if this turns out bad, which pretty much is, yes. I was like, yeah, this is this is this is the redeeming factor. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let I, me I, just say, 
cognac barrel aged. Let me put it that way. So. <laughs> Um, I keep taunting Steve that I have a 2020 Mother of All Storms in my fridge right now. Oh, he, that's literally his <laughs> favorite beer. I, uh, I I I think two years in a row I bought him one for his like I'll I'll buy a year prior and uh-huh. save it for his birthday the next year. Yeah, I think I did that twice, and he just love. And then he opens it up at Christmas time. So yeah. you know it's a year and a half aged. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's like. 25 to 27 dollars a bottle it's ridiculous i got this for 18 bucks oh my god you should have <laughs> bought them all and i should sold no, no they had one left oh that's yeah and i snagged it off the shelf yeah this was the last bottle that was there. the grocery store by you yes yeah they uh they get some special releases and i was really really surprised to see that one even still yeah no even even the the, the bottle shop i go to every now and then now they they usually get like a case yeah. And because they're, but they're high priced, they yep. sit around for just a little bit. Yep. Um, and then they back stock them. They're like, Hey, we, they haven't set. And then they set it out for uh, the seasonal Christmas time. Uh, they right. do like a, a rare beer tree, mm-hmm. which is just a shelf. But yeah, that's usually when you buy them then. Um, but then they mark it up too. Yeah. Cause then it's like $32 right? because it's the holiday season and then people will buy it. Right. So. Yep. No, I, I, I play the game, John. I, I yeah. know how it's Oh, done. I know it's, it's yeah, but no, I will say Mother of Storms, which is a barley wine, so it's a barrel aged barley wine. Yeah. If you love a good barley wine, sweet, malt, caramel, molasses, and then a really good blend of bourbon, smooth bourbon. Yeah, a, a really rich oak and, and yeah. bourbon molassesy flavor. Oh, it's so good. It yeah. it's it's really is one of the a, a really good barley wine great cold and warmed up not ice cold but yeah decent decent fridge temperature but then it warms up and you're just like this is butter in a glass basically yep. you know uh, i'm basically saving that one for when we can start doing in-person shows again so steve and i can open it ah so. lucky yeah oh so i that- have i have i have lots of those beers though yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get smashed the first time <laughs> and it's um, not just the bad beers well yeah, whatever. We're all going to be slaying on your couch anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, the first show back? Are you kidding me? I no. figured you guys have been sleeping here two nights. Well, I figured, I figured like the first live show, maybe we do like, I don't, I don't know, maybe, but all, all four of us be like, hey, we're yeah. celebrating. We got to be back. And right. then we'll we'll kind of do like, um, did we do it for your 100th episode or was it your one year? Uh, or, we did one for, remember, no, I think remember, it was episode 100. I was, think it was uh, yeah, we, we yeah. all four of us were there. Yeah. and uh do something like that the first time all four of us can be back and then um i have i have lots of that that's the problem is is i love this giant new fridge that i have that uh-huh. i had to purchase but um i have so much i have a whole rack of just rare stuff to save for when people come over yeah and that's what i like drinking beer with but no one can come over. So I keep saving and saving and saving. That's my problem is, is I see these rare bottles in shops and I buy them. I'm out of room for the rare bottles. I know. And, like, and I'm, but I'm also spending all of my like normal beer budget on these rare bottles. And so I'm running out of things to drink on the show. <laughs> and, and, then and then you're and forced I'm going, to drink Jason's beer. Right. And, and then I'm going... Well, I'm not going to open a 2017 parabola tonight. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I know. Well, that's that. That was my. That's kind of my problem. That's why I. 
I was like, I got to start brewing again or something. I need, I need beer just to drink because I have too much stuff I yeah. want to share. Um, what is that Firestone, the, the Hells or the, Hel- the Helvetica? Um, I have a 2016 of one of those. Oh. Yeah. They're, they're barley wine, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. In the no. box. Yep. No, I got, yeah, well, I, I bought those. Um, I've got my 2017 proprietor stout. I got, yeah, I got, I got one of those. Um, oh, I have like five years of proprietor. Um, yeah. But I bought those Anchorage ones. They're like 50 bucks a bottle for uh, a 12 ounce. Mm-hmm. And they get like a four, six and a four, seven on untapped. Um, and I bought like duplicates of them. And so I opened, I, there was another one I, cause I got a bunch of them, a bunch of different variants. I opened one up for my niece got engaged. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, here. And really it was me, Steve and her dad. We were the three that drank it, <laughs> but it was, oh, actually no, the, the father of the, the groom, he, he drank some, it was like, oh my God, this is the best beer ever. And that was only like a four, four. And so I have ones that are like four, six and four, seven rated almost perfect and so i was like i gotta i'm saving these for for when people come over i need to celebrate these are beers to celebrate sorry the comments are getting good here uh bust out the surly darkness for the four for the four host show i may just do that one um no more tech news just first world beer problems from here on out (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 uh do you think I should SLI a 1080 Ti or get a used 2080 Ti ready to fly FPV? Uh, by the way, I love FPV flying. Um, I uh, I don't do any drone racing, but I do have a. Uh, I've owned three different drones, and right now I've got a um, whatever the Parrot Two is the. Uh, I forget what the name of it is, but I've got the FPV visor for it and the one mile radio. That's a lot of fun. Uh, anyway. Um, but, uh, SLI is dead. It's dead. It's dead on arrival. It was dead on arrival with the 10 series. There's like five games to support it. There's a hundred games that you get worse performance in, and there's 700 games that you get no gain in. Um, it's dead. Get a used 2080 Ti if you're looking at upgrading. Well, the thing is though, even a used 2080 Ti, even right now, most people are, are still wanting a pretty decent amount out of them. Right. Um, you would almost be better off getting a 370. 3070 is going to be very compelling, although a 3070 is not going to be that much of an increase over a 1080 Ti. Um, I mean, looking at the benchmarks from today, and we'll get into the okay, benchmarks yeah, yeah, from today. Yeah, I, I guess you're. I guess you're right. Well, <laughs> I, my almost wondering though is that because the the 380 has, I would assume, better ray tracing support than the 2080 Ti. Um, yeah, the 3070 will have better ray tracing than the than that. Um, but the 3070 is only going to be 15, 20% more. It, it's not a huge increase. No, it's not a huge increase. But if, if people are still asking 350 to 400 for their 2080 Ti, uh, you're talking $100 more and you can get... I think, you know, I think 2080 Ti's are going to be minimum $400 on the used market. I don't think anyone will budge below that. So, so um, then ask Steve... <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but so then wouldn't it, so for an extra hundred dollars, you can get the latest model, which is 10, 15% better, but you're also getting better ray tracing support. 
the 3070, we don't know where it's going to land as far as performance yet. Right now, no. what we're seeing is uh, significantly better performance for the 3080 over the, the 2080 Ti. Um, but, uh, and it, over the 2080 Ti, it was about 30 to 40% on average. Um, tack on an extra 20 to 25% for the, for the 2080. Yeah. Um, but, uh, going from a 1080 Ti to a 2080 Ti is not a huge jump. It's really not. No, it's, it's 15%. Uh, I, I guess I was more of just like, look, you're going to get the latest. You're going to get the better support. Right. That that is it worth that little bit of extra money? If it was me, it and and this all depends on what resolution you're gaming at. But if you're yeah. at 1440p, keep your 1080 Ti. You yes. Uh, yeah. You'll be okay. And that actually, really, how much time do you have to wait? Right. That's another thing. If you're like, I need it today. Yeah. You know, or within a week, then maybe. But if you're like, I can wait till January or February of next year. The 1080 TA will dramatically drop. Um, you might find a $350 right at Christmas time because someone's looking to unload quickly mm -hmm. or like, I, I need but my even Christmas then, list. Even then, you're going to get 300 for your 1080 TI. I still don't see the appeal over a 1080 TI. I, mm -hmm. I just don't. And uh, he says, no problem at the moment. I have a 1080 Ti and I'm going for a 3080. See, and, and that's a pretty sizable upgrade. Uh, yeah. We were seeing 30 to 40% over the 2080 Ti um, and, and upwards of 70% on uh, over the 2080. So well, okay. that is certainly an upgrade. If you're if you're willing to spend the seven or 800 bucks, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. So, okay, well, let's, let's get back, back yep. into some news and then we can get into this. So there was some interesting VR news actually recently. Uh, again, leakage. I put that uh, in go, go ahead and finish introducing because I got to go grab my other beer. Yeah, so there was leakage of Facebook revealed, leaked their Oculus Quest 2. Now, there's some interesting aspects of this. It's a standalone, they state it's a standalone 4K VR headset. Um, well, actually, they state it's just about 4K, almost 4K. Right. So <laughs> that's the interesting. AT&T would have just called it 4K. Yeah, <laughs> they do technically don't state it 4K. They say almost 4K, but it, it's actually almost 2K per screen on the eye. So then they say it's 4K. So, oh, so you're it's IMAX 4K. Okay. Yes, it's it's not true 4K. Um, it's one half 4K. So the other interesting thing is that um, it's got some internal storage it's got it comes with six gigabit uh six gigs of ram and the i believe the upper package because it sounded like at least from what i understood what there was going to be different levels of this and one of them comes with a 256 gig storage capacity mm -hmm. i didn't see anything though about battery or anything like that now they talked about yeah new tracking system and ergonomical um joysticks and everything like that now this does appear to be um was that in and out tracing though the one where you don't need the um inside the sensor out. In, inside out sorry inside yeah. out tracing yeah. um so yeah. so the uh, first oculus quest offered inside out uh tracking very similar to the windows mixed reality and a couple other headsets that do that, do that now uh the um htc <coughs> whatever their second gen headset is i, I forget what they call it um 
But uh, anyway, so this is going to have a new Snapdragon processor. It's nearly That's 50% right there, faster yeah. than the than the original Oculus Quest. Um, and uh, it kind of leaked out. Now, Facebook did earlier today confirm it. Uh, I guess Zuckerberg sent out a thing that said Oculus Quest 2 is official, $299. Um, which I think is a pretty decent price for a standalone VR headset that is 50% faster than the previous version at, you know, $400 and $500 for the two different storage options. Um, my struggle with this one is the recent decision to require a Facebook login. Um, oh, I, I know did, I did not read that at all. Yes. Uh, that's not part of the Ars Technica thing, but uh, Facebook issued a statement, an Oculus issued a statement last month, and I think we talked about it on the show, uh, that Oculus I, is going to start requiring a Facebook login for Oculus services. That's cool. <laughs> right. Um, I don't mind if it's an Oculus login. I, ha I have a little bit of a problem that it's a Facebook login. Um Oh yeah, your individual profile login, like an Epic, uh, a Steam right. store, that's a understandable. Store a game that's, store, that's right. understandable. The fact that you're telling me <laughs> I have to now sign up for a social media account that also technically can now then track me. Right, and ties it to me as an individual, individual? not just me as an account holder. Right? Yeah, uh, no, I don't like that. Although, right. I mean, I'm sure they're probably just going to state, well, technically you can go create a fake account if you wanted to another separate fake account and boom, that's how you get around it. Cause I'm sure there's a bunch of people on Reddit that'll probably state that Right. it's an annoyance. It shouldn't be a requirement Right. is the thing that's stupid. It is stupid. And, and yep. for all we know, it, it's going to be tracking no matter what it's tracking and they're doing it to gather data on you. That's, that's, yeah, okay. Yep. Although, although it is really hard. It's to, cool tech. It's cool tech. tech. That's the thing. That's the thing. It right. is. Right. It's like, oh, a two ninety nine. That's actually, oh, that's and a standalone. Oh, that's, that's a pretty cool. the video card. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Now, but that was the problem. So standalone one with the six gigabits of RAM, that's, that's a lot. The Snapdragon, the processor, so it's a mobile processor. I didn't know how well that's going to do high-end gaming. I want to know how Facebook is going to do third-level platform gaming on this. I guess though. the original Quest does quite well. Now, does I've it? never personally used one, but I, yeah. I'm I'm quite experienced with VR headsets. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, well, my experience is either through you or it's right. Windows Mixed Reality, HCV Vive. I'm going through Steam. Mm -hmm. I'm going through Windows. That's my only experience. I haven't... Other than the original Oculus, original before Facebook bought it, yeah, I've never touched the Facebook version of it. Right, and I don't, I don't know if the original one even required you to go through if there's a Facebook store or how. It how didn't, it? but those are going to be pushed in next year. Yeah, existing Oculus accounts, I believe, by next October will be rounded into Facebook. And yeah. so by next October, everything Oculus will be 100% Facebook uh, integrated. Um, Are so, they trying to do like virtual meetings with this or something? No, <laughs> It'll be they're like... just they're just wanting you to sign up for a Facebook account. Yeah, yeah, but you make know, sure it, you have to have one. You know, in the long run, they're going to be like because Facebook is always pushing, oh, be social with everyone, and, and you know that type of yeah whatever to where they're going to be like now you can do with your Facebook account do 
And if you have your Oculus Quest 2, have a virtual meeting gathering place with everyone. And there's these virtual rooms you can all meet together in with your avatars. You know, some stupid Sims type thing that's linked to your Facebook. And, uh, you know, I don't know. This, this is a, I can see this going south really fast. Yeah. But um, it's cool tech. And it's at cool a tech. really good price point. Right. There's a portion I, of the population who will still buy it regardless of if Facebook and I, owns I, it. I hope you get one for free so I can take it from you. Right. <laughs> I'm this more than just I a piece of meat, channel. Jonathan. This is why I love this channel. <laughs> uh, honestly, this is the best part of like, now I'm like a co-host, but I can't see him. So I don't have to give him beer, but then I don't get anything back right it used to be kind of like hey jeff here's beer now give me some tech right <laughs> all right john here's i guess a you know quadro 5000 yeah. here's uh, uh, 12 core xeon here you know. jeff here's some bud light lime mm -hmm. <laughs> uh we both reminisce about those days <laughs> uh linux installed five dollars love the channel has anyone ever told you you kind of look like ian from forgotten weapons oh my yes seriously <laughs> This yes. has been like an ongoing thing for a day, day like three, you started right. the channel. Right. Yeah. No, on my very first video, someone, uh, someone mentioned, I look kind of like Ian from Forgotten Weapons and that, that, uh, that, uh, parallel has followed me the entire time. Um, I'd love to meet up with him sometime and do like a, a, a dual video. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, uh, for, uh, uh, April Fools a couple years ago, I was actually going to put like a bunch of guns behind me and just do an intro and say, welcome back to Forgotten Weapons and then click right back to craft computing with you know, <laughs> beer. And But uh, that was right after a, a difficult time in the country and it was just totally the wrong time. Inappropriate to, to say anything about guns. Anything. And it, it was also right when YouTube was banning gun channels left and right. Even um, uh, Forgotten Weapons got delisted from a lot of things uh ted's holdover uh 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 hickok 45 they were all just kind of you know shifted yeah. to the side a little bit and uh so it was totally the wrong time to even consider anything humorous around that topic um but yes i i uh i've watched forgotten weapons for quite a long time love the channel uh and i hear i look a lot like ian so anyway, I opened my second beer. Uh, John, forgive me if I'm leaving you behind here, but. Uh, oh, figured, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just racing it. past. I'm still on my first 0.4 gallon of beer. I know. Uh, so oh, this is the uh, the Hopworks Urban Brewery up in Portland, Oregon. It's yep. their Galactic Imperial Red Ale. This is a yes. 9%. I've had that good and, beer. Oh, my God. Good it beer. Is good. Yep. And, and great label, too. Yes. Yeah, I. I bought it because of the label and stayed right. for the Imperial Red. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, fantastic beer. Delicious multi-profile on this. Um, one of my favorite Northwest Reds up there with Dawn of the Red from Ninkasi. Um, Even better because I think I think it's a little better because it's a little sweeter and higher boozy. It, it's a little bit sweeter and it's a little bit boozier because the Don, uh, Don of the Red's a six five if I remember right. Yeah, it's like six five or seven, seven something yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah, a decent beer. 
Mm-hmm. Oregon beer. I, I love how we we can say six five seven. Yeah, that's that's okay. And everywhere else in the country, on like the East Coast, Midwest, like four five, three. You right. know, <laughs> we're like, yeah, if it's not seven percent, that's not even a beer. Yeah, like I'll buy a six percent, but I'm. That's it's like hard yeah, to that's, consider it. That's like when I'm looking pale. at the other options. I right. know it's like a pale ale. Like, oh, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's funny is technically any IPA over 7% is a double. They don't even bother listing it as a double IPA because we don't consider it double until it's 9.5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's got to be big. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, this is a double. They don't even say Imperial. So that's just an IPA. That's just an IPA. Right. Yeah, we make that. Yeah, six, five pails all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. And then it's like a, a we six. We get six or, Pilsners for crying out I was going to say, it's like a five and a half, six percent Pilsner or lager. And it's just like, yeah, that this is how we do it. Well, the problem is, though, that's why we don't like pilsners or lagers because they're overly hop and then overly alcohol. Yeah. And it's like, eh, I'm just going to go get the IPA. Right. And you not know? only that, but I was in the grocery store the other day and I was looking at a couple of different beers and uh, they had a beer label that kind of drew me in. And I don't remember what it was right off, but, you know, you, you go down the aisle and you go, oh, what is that? Yeah. And you start looking at it and you go, oh, that looks kind of good. And then you realize that's a Pilsner and it's 5.8%. And you're like, oh, it's a it's a heavy Pilsner and it's yeah. dry hopped and it's this and it's that. And it's like $17 for a four pack. And it's like, I can get a 9% double yeah. for the same, for less money. Exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like, uh, that, I mean, I I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've had that conversation with you, Steve, and so many people have like, you go to the beer shop and you're like, okay, that's interesting. That's something new. Right. But I'm paying a premium and I might not like it to where there's something over here. I may not like it to, you know, be as great as it is, but it's half the price of that. It's higher ABV. And I'm, that's the style I really like. Right. You know, it's, yeah, it's. Yep. So yeah, cra- that there's a reason craft loggers and pilsners don't do as well. It's because they're they're hitting above their weight class as far as price point goes. Yeah, you, that that is really it. It's it's the price point, but it also is, it's harder to actually manufacture those. Yes. Uh, especially in manufacture the manufacture them well. Yeah, and and here in the northwest, we don't really have the temperature. Canada, someplace colder, it's really easy to do that because you don't have to have a refrigerated brewed as cold as the Rockies. Yeah, you know. Um, but then they really struggle with IPAs and ales. With rice and corn syrup. <laughs> so, but yeah, so all right. So we're, all right, we're, we're good. We can go into the uh, 3080 news. All right. Let's get into the RTX 3080. Uh, reviews went live this morning at 9 a.m. Now, unfortunately, I haven't been privy to have hands on to a card myself. I do have some on the way. Um, so I will be getting a look at the 3080 at some point in the very near future. Um, but uh, I think overall, the reception and the reviews was very, very positive. So yep. 699 for the Founders Edition card. Um, and you're getting a pretty massive upgrade over any existing graphics card that's on the market for $699. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And- so so for those who don't know the raw specs, the uh, RTX 3080 has 8,704 CUDA cores, 
772 tensor cores and 68 RT cores. Base clock of 1440 megahertz, boost clock of 1710, although most of the reviews were seeing boost clocks right around 1950 to 2000 megahertz. Um, just stock settings, that's what it hit. And so using the, the automatic boost control works very, very well. You get about a two to three to four to 5% uh, improvement if you up your sliders in, uh, in whatever overclocking utility you like. But uh, out of the clock or out of the box, out of the box clocks, yep. very, very good. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, 10 gigabytes of GDDR6, 19 gigabit per second memory bus on a 320 bit bus. Um, max bandwidth of about 760 gigabytes per second. Uh, linked in the video description is this article from Video Cards, which is a review roundup from pretty much everyone. Although I noticed they don't have Epos Vox on here. So also go check out Epos Vox. I, yeah, didn't I, necessarily I even, do... So Jeff and I kind of talked about this and I even mentioned Epos Vox. I think he takes a different angle approach yes. to this one. He did. It took him a little bit longer. He released a little bit later in the day, but I think he took his time. It is a bit longer video, but honestly, he, he marks all the things. It's a very well done video. And he's even coming out with a, a, a second video. Like tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. And, and so right. it's every angle of this card. I mean, yep. Other, other than literally breaking the card down, which uh, Gamer Nexus does, right. but uh, uh, he every usage of this card from any perspective, gamer, a developer, a streamer, a, a video recorder, editing, he takes every aspect of it, and he tells you the benefits and downsides of this card. I thought it was a fantastic video uh, for anyone in any of those fields. Mm -hmm. Go watch that. Yeah. Um, most of the, the review sites and channels went over the gaming specs. If you're interested in the professional content development, uh, Epos Vox covered all of your bases from the AV1 encoding to NVNC to game streaming to a lot of other tests that he ran on this card. Uh, so phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal review. job, phenomenal review. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Very worth the couple extra hours to wait in the day for him to release. I actually think yeah. he only like released like an hour late compared to everyone else. Yeah. It's well done, but Epos Vox sounds so needy. I'm your stream professor. He didn't give himself that name. The community gave him that name and he adopted it. Yeah. So that's kind of like that's kind of like Gamers Nexus embracing Tech Jesus. It's a little, you know, self-righteous to go, I'm Tech Jesus. But if the community names you as such, you take that and you run. Yeah. Um, and so the community named Epos Vox, you know, the stream professor. So I don't I don't blame him at all. Now, unfortunately, I'm the alcoholic tech, so that's that's <laughs> the monkier that I got. Um, but so from, uh, honestly, I'm still it, it, I'm still shopping alternatives. So if you have something hey, better, I, let honestly, me know. all all I heard was the fun tech guy. That's all. I heard. Guy. That's like the guy everyone wants to be like. All right, let's get the, let's get the alcoholic tech guy at my party because yeah. that's going to be a fun time. That's all I heard. Yeah, and um, then the co-host too because they're really fun too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, yeah, go check out his review. But anyway, let's get into yours and mine impressions of the RTX 3080. As I yeah. said, most of what I saw, very, very overly positive. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll go with mine first because I bet yeah. yours is gonna be a bit more detailed than mine because okay. I, mine's a bit just a broader aspect. You're probably gonna delve more into this card. I was looking at more of the just 
everyday user consumer aspect of like a, a new person looking at this card. Hey, do I want to buy this card? This is the brand new card. And here's my excitement for it. So I was very pleased with the performance. Most of this as a launch for car, uh, uh, um, gen versus X gen, next gen, uh, the 2080 versus the 3080. Fantastic, amazing performance. Big, huge leap. Honestly, most of the time I expect a 20 to 25% jump mm -hmm. and the price point to be the exact same as the previous card on launch date, if not maybe a hundred dollars more, maybe $50 more sometimes. Mm -hmm. Amazingly that this being cheaper, way more than the tw uh, 2080 and having roughly from my understanding uh, or from what I saw from people's performances of a, it ranged from 50 to 70, sometimes even 80% mm -hmm. increase on certain games and aspects was fantastic. Um, but kind of what we hinted earlier on, I saw that if you have a 2080 Ti, um, you spent that much money. I'm sorry, you might have lost some money. You know, boo-hoo on you. People on the internet warned you never to, no, don't buy this. It's way too expensive. Yeah. Um, but my aspect is like, this is a huge, huge leap forward in graphics cards. I think this is a fantastic value to buy. I think this is going to be a card that is going to retain its value longer than yes. previous generations. Yes. Um, cards will always die, but this will retain its value, I think, just a little bit longer. Some, some classic value. And also, what I was really impressed with, because I had my huge doubt of the heat sink, everyone sat there and said, no, they, they had that too. That seemed to be yeah. put to rest. Draws a hundred more watts than the 2080 and ran four or five degrees cooler. Yeah. I was like, that's, everyone like, was like, that's how, how are they doing this? And right. I was like, ah, I don't and, know. And not only that, but it was the, the second fear was, well, it's going to warm up your CPU and your RAM. And that's true. But it warmed up the CPU and the RAM less than the 2080 founders card. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah, technically it does, but less. <laughs> Right. So here's a cheaper card that performs 50% better. Yep. And yeah, here you go. Right. And, oh, and the noise. The noise was half the 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 late, uh, quiet as the Founders 2080. Right. So yeah. uh, although I, I'm not really a noise guy, you 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 more are than I am because I'm usually wearing headphones, or yeah. or I'm blasting it really loud, so I don't really hear it. Yeah. So, but I know some people like that. Anyways. So I, I think it's a great card. I think it's a great buy. I think everything they stated, it, they they delivered. I think they delivered. So yeah, um, I absolutely agree with that. Now before I get into my impression of it, I do want to call out questionable commands for hitting me a little bit below the belt. Uh, get the alcoholic tech guy at my party. We'll have a lot of fun, and I can ask him to fix my PC in the upstairs office, away from the fun, after he's fixed our cocktails. That's happened before. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I do make a very good mobile bar. Um, I've oh, got yes. a couple of different mobile bar kits. John has experienced my mobile bar uh, a couple I, yeah, of times. A couple of times. Yeah, we've been over. <laughs> yes, you've been over. Um, you've seen my my in person bar, which is even more impressive. Oh yes. But my my mobile bar, I can throw together like fifteen bottles and make you literally anything you want. Oh yes. Um, 
fresh garnishes, craft the the way you should make a craft cocktail. Um, but uh, I've also been to a party where I was supposed to be quasi hosting it as as the bartender and been called away to solve tech issues and ended up spending like two hours away from everyone else, half drunk, um, while everyone else is having fun. And I'm sitting there like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're the host, so that's, I mean, you. I'll talk to my wife and everything. Anytime I'm the host or even semi-host, you don't get fun. You don't really have fun. No. I mean, <laughs> yeah. heck, I, I even at, even at the bar when I was doing it and I was hosting events, yeah. it's like you were just working your butt off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's that's the, the host. It's more of your enjoyment is you should be enjoying the smiles of everyone else. Now, working to fix problems or someone else's problems, now that's not acceptable. Yeah. That that's that's stupid. But I'm like. Hey, we need more booze. We need more ice. How do you fix this cocktail? Oh, there's something I want to see. I was supposed to help you with this cocktail. Hey, the projector's not working. Hey, the the this, the that, the yeah. This, the that. that, I'm here to fix cocktails. That's what you paid me to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if if you're the actual, like, hey, I'm the host of the party, I understand that. But if you were invited and and then said, now go fix this for me. That's that's, yeah. that's happened too. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I almost refuse to work on families tech anymore because it's like I do this for a living. I I'm not going to come home and do it for free. I'm sorry. It, as much as it pains me, I'm sorry. I would like to help you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, it's more. Anyway, of, I'll give you the free advice. Do it yourself. Right. Uh my impressions of the 3080 reviews. I was very impressed. I was very, very impressed. Um, so up upwards of 320 or 320 watt power draw versus the 215 watt of the 2080, 250 watt of the 2080 Ti. Um, we're seeing on average around a 70% performance improvement for a 50% increase in power usage. And that's a pretty good number to be on. Um, so that means your per core instruction uh, set is now going faster than it was before. Um, that means you are more power efficient than you were before. And that means you're making bigger dies and getting better bins than you were before. Um, so very, very impressive in that regard. Uh, moving into the price to performance, it's not even close. Um, I've said this many times. I felt Turing was a stopgap between... Pascal and whatever the next generation card was. Um, and there was a lot of confusion leading up to the release of Turing. Uh, in fact, uh, almost 18 months ago now, we talked about on this show, the near release of Ampere. Yep. Ampere GPUs were rumored to be released, I believe March 20th-ish of 2018 or 2019. We were talking about it. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the, it's Turing instead. Okay, well, what's Turing got? And and for a while it was Volta too. Remember Volta? Oh, the yeah. one card they made? <laughs> right. Um, but uh, so when Turing came out, you got the same performance at the same price point at the same wattage, but with ray tracing. And uh, that launch was very unimpressive. Um 
the technology was cool when it was used right, but it wasn't game-changing enough and there wasn't enough software support to warrant going out and dropping $800 on a 2080 Ti to replace my 10, or to on a, on a 2080 to replace my 1080. Um, or $1,200 or, to replace my 1080 Ti with a 2080 Ti. Yeah. Um, it, the support wasn't there. And and the, the gains from the 80 series to the 80 series or the 80 Ti to the 80 Ti um, was 10 to 15%. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah, it, it see, I will say every gain from even the 9 series keep up 15, 20% about the most, right? right? Something like that. So 10, 15, 20% was kind of the limit of what you got from an 80 series to an 80 series. Um, and the tier below it became the old tier. And so the 2070 be, or yeah, the 2070 became the 80 series tier at the $500 price point. Yeah. The 2080 became the 80 Ti series tier at the seven or $800 price point. And the 80 Ti became the Titan at the $1,200 price point. Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, I'm impressed because I expected them to do the same thing with this generation. I expected a 2080 at 1200 bucks. I expected a 2080 Ti, or a, sorry, a, a 3080, 3080 at 1200 bucks. I expected a 3080 Ti at almost 2000. Which they don't even have a 3080 Ti technically. Well, they have a 3090. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, they might and have I'm a very Ti. Impressed. I'm very impressed that not only did they match slash beat the previous generation price points. Um, the performance on the 3080 compared to the 2080 has gone up about 70%. Yeah. Um, and so value per dollar, holy crap, it's there. It's um, a seven, It's like a 70% drop in price right. and then a 70% increase in performance. Right. Now, if we got a 30% increase from Pascal to Turing and then another 30% increase from Turing to, to Ampere, we'd be in the same position. And we'd be yeah. talking a completely different thing. But we got like 10 or 15%. And then we got a 70% lead. So we're at the same performance level that I think we always expected Ampere and the next generation from Pascal to be. It just took them a generation in between. Uh, yeah, it, it almost seems like the, the the 20 series was a pointless series and they just had to release it. And they're like, look, we have, we're, we're almost, we're there, we're almost there but we have to release something because we said we would. Uh, it, okay. It was a stop it that just... was not ready for prime time. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, we're, we're, we got a big announcement. Oh, we haven't worked out all the bugs yet. Uh, uh, what do we do? Okay. Increase the old one by 15%. Go, 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 go. Right. You know, and, and, oh, that'll work with the, some ray tracing. Okay. Yeah. It works with ray tracing. Great. Right. Um, oh, we messed up because we overcharged. How do we make this up? And 3080, 3070, wow. Price point per performance is just, well, at least as 3080, we know. But if, so I was going to ask you, so with, yeah. with, with this 3080 confirmation, do you think we can believe the specs then of the 3090 and 3070? Yes. Pretty similar. Or, or at least Pretty similar. With, with a good level of margin error. We can now do the calculations based on the CUDA count, expected performance, core speeds, etc., uh, to extrapolate performance numbers to those other cards um, and be within a margin of error if that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that yet because the reviews just came out today. And again, I've been a little spacey today. 
<laughs> so I don't feel like doing that. Um, right. I'm still coughing up smoke now, and I'm not now a smoker. See, now see, now <laughs> so. see, that's a review you could do. Could the 3080 RTX 38 handle a atmosphere or air condition of 999 in the Salem, <laughs> Oregon area? What's the heat sink now like? Right. <laughs> um, well, for those who said, uh, uh, how much of that crap is getting into your, your servers now because of your air conditioner? Well, remember the air conditioner still has a filter on it. Now I had to go out and blow out the, the filter already. And oh my God, that thing was nasty. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm breathing that crap. Um, and, and I already replaced my, my HVAC filter. I replaced that last Friday. Um, and then I went to buy more and they were sold out everywhere. Literally every filter aisle in every store that I walked into on Friday was picked completely clean. Well, there yeah. was not a single air filter you could buy in any size and any dimension well, that was in stock. It was it was because of all the people with the, the window stuff is they're taking the air filters and just putting it over the window filters too. Yep. yep. Is the thing. It, yeah, they're, is, they're, they're like they're putting them over the windows, they're duct taping them closed, they're creating yeah. uh, uh ghetto air purifiers with a box yeah. fan and a couple air filters and yeah. I got onto Amazon as soon as I got home Friday and I ordered um in a 12 pack of air filters for my HVAC and another six pack of air filters to make some ghetto air cooler or air air purifiers. Air, yeah. Because I need to get the crap out of my house. Oh yeah. Um, there. There's there's a dust inside my house from ash from outside. Oh yeah. And no, we aren't opening doors or windows right now. It was, it was so bad that uh, Amazon wouldn't actually even deliver to my town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. They're like, nope, air quality is too bad for, for they, our drivers. They, canc they canceled deliveries uh, until Friday in my area. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they extended ours like an extra week, week and a half. Yeah, they're like, nope, can't do it till till then. We're you know, um, it's it's too bad. But um, okay, so let, I want to get back to the 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 yes. GeForce. So, are you keeping me on track? That's I am keeping. Well, so I uh, so I, I'm kind of interested in this, and I think other people are, and I think. This can can kind of be your your uh, GeForce RTX mini review. Yes. Anyway, so it's everyone's talking about the 3090 then. So I, I think the 3070 is going to be a really great value for its dollar if we're yes. talking um, performance comparative. Um, it's it's I think it's going to be the new budget card. Well, you took card. the twelve hundred dollar performance card and you dropped it to five hundred bucks. It's exactly. going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah, exactly. Now a lot of people are saying, okay, why? should I buy a 3090 when it's not double the performance of the 3080 and it's double the price? Because it's still 25% faster and it's not double the price. It's 700 to 1200. And you always pay more for the flagship. The flagship well, is never no, no, a good no, no, investment no, the, long-term. The, the 3090, the 3090. So the 3090 right. is not the flagship. The 3080 the is the flagship. No, the 3090. You're arguing semantics. <laughs> Let me tell you what actually is. Okay. okay, okay. Um, They came out and they said the 3080 is the new flagship of the Ampere series. Yeah. Then they introduced the 3070. And then they introduced the 3090 as the another Ultra. card in the same series, which is still a GeForce 3000 series card with the same naming monkeyer at a higher price point. I'm sorry, the 3090 is the flagship. Okay. Um, All right. Whether or not NVIDIA is calling it that, the Titan is not a gaming card. <laughs> Excuse me. 
But bullshit, the Titan has always been a gaming card. The Quadro is not a gaming card. You can argue that all day, but the Titan had all the G-Force features with the same boost clocks and everything else. The Titan was always a gaming card, and it was always about the enthusiasts getting more than the current generation TI cards. It's always yeah. been about that. NVIDIA doesn't want to recognize it as that because it also eats into their Quadro market because it's a better performing card for less money. But the 3090 is the flagship card at 1200 bucks. I, and this I time it, was, it even has the same name. <laughs> no, is it is it twelve? I thought it was more than that. I thought it's it was twelve hundred uh, bucks. Twelve hundred bucks. I thought it was thirteen. I thought it was like twelve ninety nine. I think it's eleven ninety nine. It's twelve hundred bucks. Oh, uh, um, okay. So it's six nine. It's four ninety nine for the thirty seventy. It's six ninety nine for the thirty eighty, and it's eleven ninety nine for the thirty ninety. No, 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 no. Pricing starts at fifteen ninety fifteen fourteen ninety nine. So fourteen. That's what I was. Like. So it, I could have swore. No, because because when we talked about price. it two weeks ago, it was double the price, but it was still within like, holy crap! It's supposed to be so huge. Yeah. No. Even right. even your okay. thing, your state's fourteen ninety nine on okay, on the chart you gave me. For some so, reason, I was thinking twelve hundred. I was probably thinking twenty eighty Ti. Because so we talked about the twenty eighty Ti, or okay. we talked about the three eighty Ti in the video that you and I did two weeks ago. That's right. And so. So that's what was my point. So, so Steve. <laughs> the twenty seventy is a flagship card, and you can buy that from me for three fifty. <laughs> if anyone uh, wants to buy Steve's twenty seventy super, I'll autograph it, and you can get it for three hundred fifty. Yeah, we'll, we'll all autograph it. <laughs> yeah, let me know if you want it. I'll autograph it. Whatever that's worth extra to you, three hundred fifty bucks. It's yours. I'll ship it for free. There you go. Yeah, well. Um, so that that well, that was my point. Is, is the three ninety at fifteen hundred? Okay. So what I'll you're, say, you're out. Okay, okay, go ahead. What what I'll say to that? You always pay a premium for the flagship card. Okay. The Titan has always been more than the TI by an exorbitant amount, and it's never fiscally sound. Never. Um. Now, based on Rakuta core counts, we're seeing about a 25% increase. We should see about a 25% increase in performance. Um, so 25% increase for double the cost. Oh, yeah. So for some, 25% is going to be worth that. Well, I mean, we're talking a whole theoretical next-gen upgrade, theoretically. Right. right. You know, from the... So is it worth it? But now... Also, if I'm remembering correctly, the 3090 though needs like a, a, a really high uh, power supply. A no, new it's mother... the same single 12 pin. It, it was a single 12 pin, but they're recommending, well, like for the 3080, they're recommending a 750 watt minimum power supply. Right. Likely uh, with the system that you're going to pair with it, which is probably like a thread 30 ripper, watts more. Which is likely a Threadripper 3970X, like you know, yeah. 24, 32 cores. Um, yeah, you're going to need a beefy power supply. Well, you're if, you're putting be that kind of, if you're putting $1,500 into a graphics card, you better freaking buy a $300 power supply. Well, okay, yeah, but but okay, the, thir the 3090 and then though the slot that it's supposed to get go into, though a lot of older motherboards can't support yeah. it. So you're, you're going to have to buy a brand new motherboard too to yes. where the 3080... It's also, it's also two and a half times the video memory. It's 24 gigs of video memory versus so, 10. So, so, okay. So my point though is that to your perspective, I understand for your perspective, you're mm -hmm. saying that for you as a streamer, as a, a gamer, a YouTuber, everything, this is like the bang for your buck. But for the everyday person, 
what's them to draw them to the 3090? Because most likely then they're going to have to do a whole brand new build just what? around that card. What resolution are you gaming at? Most people, I would... I would 50% is at 1080p. 1080p 50 and of people, 1440. 50% of people, according to Steam, are on 1080p. 50, okay, so yeah, 1080p. We'll start there. And, okay. and so the 380... So 50% of, of people who are gaming at 1080p are not going to spend $1,500 on a graphics card. No, no, they're not. Okay. Uh, how many people are gaming at 1440? Well, that's like 20% of the market. Okay. Well, that's 70% of the market that is not going to be in the market for a 3090. Yes. What if you're at like ultra wide 1440p? You spent $1,300 on, on, on an ultra wide monitor. Maybe you're in the market, but you're in 5% of that market. Um, what if you this? What if you that? There, so, are, there are only like 15% of people who are gaming at 4K. It's a yes, very yes. small market. So, so, and of so, that 15%, not all of them are going to be in the market for a 3090. No, this no. This is an enthusiast level card. This is. So shouldn't then technically, I understand then why RTX is saying, or NVIDIA is saying the 3080 is the flagship. Because that's the one everyone's going to go for. That's what they're stating. <laughs> but you know Jeff they, technically you, states that it's no, the 3090. Do you know why they named the 3090 the 3090 instead of the Titan A? Or you mean the TI? No, the Titan A. Or why? This is a Titan card. Okay. Make no bones about it. This is a Titan card. Um, I think they're worried AMD has something. And the further out you push the flagship, the more you can claim we still win. Okay. Okay. And, so, and, 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 and they NVIDIA, have... NVIDIA is stating the 3080 is the flagship. This is our top level gaming card. The 3090 is not for you plebs. It, this is for, you know, the, the highest of the high end content yeah. creators and 3D developers who we would normally lead to the quadro, but instead we're going to sell you a GeForce card. Does that does that pan out in Nvidia's marketing? No, that doesn't pan out in no. Nvidia's marketing. Nvidia came out in their gaming announcement and said we have a 3080, we have a 3070, and then we have a carrot on a stick. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. And that carrot on a stick is the RTX 3090 <laughs> and it is the pie in the sky that every gamer is going to want. That's true. okay, I And will... the reason they did that yeah. is to hold that carrot out a little bit further and further out of reach from AMD. Because even if AMD competes with the 3080 now, if they can't compete with the 3090, well, I don't, Nvidia still wins. I don't I don't think they're going to be I think they're going to be struggling to compete with the 3070, honestly. We'll see what happens. I, I, I that should be renounced really soon, but I honestly think they're going to be competing with the 3070 and their price points will probably be the same and maybe or comparable. I'm still probably going to go with the GeForce, but really, I mean, I'm not They're both GeForce I, cards. Thirty ninety is the GeForce thirty ninety. I'm just saying this just to create conversation right. and content. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I want the thirty ninety. I I will never use it. I'll probably never use ninety percent of what it can do. Well, yeah, you get my hand-me-downs in two generations when I start I want, pumping cards. I want the care. Well, then go buy Steve's 10 2080 Super. Yeah, and give the, just go and give it to me. Um, I mean, Steve, if you wanted to, I, I got a couple of, like, beers. I'll just trade you for your graphics card. It's like, <laughs> and I got a bottle of rum. 
Uh-huh. Well, I got I got more than that on my liquor shelf. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> right. I don't mind. We can get there. <laughs> yeah, we we can get there. Trade. So it's right. fine. Um, yeah. So I, I like that. I yeah. I really I'm really looking forward. So the 3090 comes out in what uh, two weeks? Something like uh, that. Two week two weeks and then four weeks for the for the 3070. Yeah. So uh, I think we're gonna have the next whole holiday season, and then uh, uh, AMD's graphics cards are supposed to come out. Uh, uh, they're going to be announced on October 28th. Yeah. I don't know when the review embargo for that is or when the release date is. So we'll we're, we're going to have a great, great third quarter, uh, beginning first quarter for graphics cards, uh, price points. It's going to be a really fun time. In, we're going to uh, have a great right after Christmas used parts sale. Yes, exactly. Everyone's going to have if fun. If you and love it, the used market, oh my God, get ready for December 26th. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So that's uh, when the fun will begin. Yeah. So this, uh, honestly, you're probably going to hear almost every week on Talking Heads a new graphics card, something, something, something. Uh, this leak, that leak, this benchmark, that benchmark, probably really soon. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a fun time. Um, I think what it was very funny. I was so I after I watched all the reviewers, I don't. You watch the uh, I think it was A A A M D or or not A M D sorry A M D um the TV channel but they did uh, the Halt and Catch Fire TV shows about the retro computer Apple um yeah. and, and it kind of hit on the idea of how the old uh, PCs were being built and all these little third parties were just fighting for the next one and then the Apple II came and everything like that it to me is like, Oh, th- this feels like that right now with graphics cards yeah. with uh, Nvidia and AMD and then Intel trying to come up with the mobile stuff. It's just like, right. Everyone's coming in with like different angles and different aspects. And it's just a free for all. And it's actually being extremely great for the consumer. Again, like you said, competition is great for the consumer. Yep. We it's- win. We win. And remember and last generation when there was no competition and we got 15% and and, uh, yep. and a hearty handshake and a pat on the back and said, here, give your give us your money from yep. AMD or from, from NVIDIA, from Intel, from... Every, um, and all of a sudden there's some competition in the CPU market and we're all winning. And all of a sudden there's a little bit of competition in the GPU market and we're all winning. Yep. That's what happens. So, uh, it's getting a little bit late. Let's get into beer news. You yeah, cool with let's that? do a little bit of beer news. Uh, oh. First off, uh, two quick questions okay. uh, I want to hit real quick. Personality disorder. Uh, and I'm not calling you out. That's I just thought, your name. I thought that was like, what? Uh, <laughs> for digital art and animation, should I purchase a used 2080 Ti or a 3080 upgrading from a 2070 Super? Uh, you're going to want the 3080. Yeah. Period. And, and, and at the same time, Go watch E plus Fox's video. He he talks about right. that type of stuff. Yeah, he 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 dives into a little bit of that. Go look up his review. But you're gonna want the 3080. And he um, he does he does compare a or not it's it's not a TA, but he does compare a 2080. But then he gives you the specs. Right. So um he he it's a really good review. Again, we we were talking about that. And uh, Swilly, uh, does the YouTube join button get access to your Discord? It does not because there is no Discord integration in the YouTube API. Uh, so if you want access to the Discord, you need to follow the link down in the description to the Patreon. Uh, it's still just a minimum donation of $1 per month or minimum tip, I guess or, I should call it, because the donation is to charity and mine is 
please keep my lights on. Yes, um, it really does. And honestly, once you get into the Discord, you're like, this dollar is a steal. Yeah. Honestly, you, you're going to probably want to up it more. It's a fantastic community. You sit in there and think most communities just constantly talk tech. Yeah, Jeff already knows I'm going to go in the spiel of this. Um, <laughs> but it's a great, great channel. It's a great community. There's everything in there you'd probably ever want in a Discord channel. There is literally cars. There's literally selling points. There's meme wars. There's humor. There's food and beverage. There And every single one is active. There is a, a tutorial section um there it's is not even ran by me it's just community members right, like yeah learn how to solder and how to properly apply caulk yeah no i mean everyone they, it's amazing it, it is organically grown and it is a great community it's probably one of the better communities in discord i've ever seen and jeff's literally only charging a dollar for it and you're gonna go in there and be like oh, i have to pay more i'm literally paying more for top you know, for, for a, a pizza and I'm getting more entertainment from Jeff's Discord. I have yes. to pay him more. And so, and literally, it, it actually does. It, it is 100% true. The money that goes into Jeff's Discord does actually pay for his lights or the project and videos you see. It's yeah. not him spending it on beer or something else. It's going back into his actual channel. I spent some of it on beer. I'm going to be honest. Very well. Totally he, yeah. <laughs> no. So, um, plus you get to see me in there and you get to, you get to talk to Steve and you get to talk to Rhett and the other hosts and talking heads. And honestly, we're, we're fun. We're decent. Most of the time, most of the time, you know, you tag us, we'll talk back. Yeah. Uh, the join the join button gets you a fancy craft computing icon. It does indeed. Uh, that is a perk of joining on YouTube is when you chat it, you get a little craft computing icon. Yeah. which is awesome if you like the craft computing icon. Um, and and both of them help me out tremendously. Don't do not get me wrong. Um, I, I am eternally grateful for both. but the patreon, you can chat with me directly. There's actually some rewards to that. Uh, occasionally you'll get some early access videos ah. if I finish them on time. Um, oh you wow, John look ah. at you. Oh, God. <laughs> you're like you're like Frodo at the end of the trilogy. It's over. <laughs> It's done. Uh, God, that's bad. I don't even <laughs> want to open that good beer because it's like, ugh. I'm, I might, I think I, I might, I might save myself for the after show. This red is really good. <sighs> yeah. Okay. You have that. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm probably pretty good. I, I'm going to save myself for the after show. Um, I do have, I do have, oh, well, we'll get into that. Anyways, so. Jeff Discord, it's awesome. Um, let's get into a little bit of tech news, and then we can do some game and so, entertainment. So we had RTX release news and Nissan Z prototype chats going simultaneously <laughs> to tell you like the diversity of what's in there. It's great. Oh, oh yeah. Also, also, there is a whole channel in the Discord just dedicated to the Talking Heads uh, live chat. So yep. there is a which special I'm, which live I have not chat. been keeping up on. Tonight, I know, I know, I me, yeah, me neither. But uh, there is a whole section that the people in there, they are fantastic people. And, and there are inside jokes that you get that we talk about throughout the week and they bring them back up. There are gifts and memes that get made of us that we laugh at in the middle of shows. You don't get access to that. And literally it's only a dollar a minimum dollar a month to get access to that. 
and uh, it's it's fantastic. Um, you might see one every now and then on our Twitter, but you know, so check us out on the social media stuff too. Uh, Doc Doc Muka Cargo Bay one and two cost me more. Yeah, so so yeah, we have a whole section of I forget what what is Cargo Bay. That is uh, buy, buy, sell, trade, and yeah. uh, retail sales. Yeah, we have our own personal Craigslist section, technically. Right? For every dollar. And it's 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 tech area-oriented stuff. Good, good stuff. Not that, like, uh, <laughs> I don't, this is shady. Parker says, uh, colon QT Jeff. Yeah, you need to get access to the Discord to see what that emoji is. <laughs> there 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 are plenty of just <laughs> reaction stuff uh, if you like futurama and star trek uh reaction emojis and you want um, them in your other discords those are worth the dollar on their own yes they are uh somehow everyone keeps making stuff of us too i know i, I think there's you're, like your like... low res loading one is one of my favorites <laughs> That, that the is eight a bit great John, one. The eight bit John Jeff. The eight bit John one was a fantastic. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that. Um. Anyways, so, some beer tech. Uh, some beer news. Yes. Um. So. Take it away. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Younglings. If you do not know, Younglings is actually the largest actual, still technical craft brewing company in the United States. Isn't that like they, YooHoo? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> younglings uh, or, or what is it um anakin. sorry i was slaying some younglings yeah anakin slaying some younglings <laughs> um so but younglings is actually still 51 percent uh independently owned so they still they still are considered craft um but unfortunately they are a east side east coast brewery and so us on the west coast have never been actually able to enjoy the lager it's not from my understanding, not all that great, but still, it's one of those things you want to experience. Well, they have actually partnered up in a historic partnership with Molson Coors. Now, Molson Coors did not buy them out. They did not do anything like that, um, but Younglings are large enough to contract out Molson Coors to brew Younglings beer and distribute it nationwide. So... Yep. Now we should be able to get to within the next couple of months, younglings beer here on the West coast, the Midwest, the East coast, wherever you are in the United States, I believe the lower 48 States, you should be able to get younglings within the next couple of months. And right. it's all thanks to this partnership, which is actually pretty big news because yeah. like you said, younglings is the largest still technically craft, uh, uh, independent brewery that's out there. Yes. Um, I mean, you think of Stone, you think of Nkasi, you think of Deschutes, you think of a lot of those. Go to the grocery store and pick one up, and oh, that's that's always in the craft beer section or always on tap at whatever tap house you go to nationwide. Younglings is up in that conversation. Yeah, no, on, um, the, on the East Coast, Younglings is like our version of Henry Weinhardt, or at least kind of what it used to be, and it's right. always around. Right. That was the East Coast. It's a staple. It's been in the family. It's still in the family for that many generations. It's right. sixth generation still owned, family owned. Right. Um, yeah. So. So, this, yeah, the fact that they're, you know, basically contracting out to Molson Coors to distribute nationwide. That's awesome. Um, yeah. it, it really is. It's a win for craft beer. It's a win for some of the independent breweries that are out there. 
it really yeah really it shows that technically if you still stick to your guns people still like your product and you push it through yeah mm -hmm. it may not be in your lifetime but if you instill that you know mentality into mm -hmm. your children and they continue on it can prosper and grow because your product and the, the thing that you love continues to be good i am on actually a reddit channel that's like we only talk about younglings stuff and i'm like i can't get it here in the west coast and right. people are trading younglings lager it's a, just a lager that's all it is it's nothing special right and and honestly i hear it's not that great <laughs> right but but they're clamoring for it like it's a you know modern times special or a uh, yeah who's our great notion yeah a great a great notion so on the west coast here it's when we get it it's probably going to be a bit of like uh, on a couple of bottle shell uh, uh stores shelves of like here's the specialty thing right I've, I've seen it in a couple bottle shops here and there yeah exactly it's like oh we, we we travel over to the east coast but now it's going to be like hey we now carry this full time and for the first couple of months it's probably going to sell out quick because everyone on the west coast here is going to want to try it because they've heard about it for so long they everyone's heard of young links yeah. um, there's been plenty of memes about it like we said the star wars one um there's been plenty of other throughout culture and history commercials so i i think this is a really cool thing so i mean honestly i'm looking forward to trying it i might even do a review but you know it's i wouldn't be the first and won't be the last yeah. so yeah um yeah i i think I, I just find that very cool very interesting it's a very monumental thing in the the craft beer world that the largest right. thing also what i found really cool was the largest craft beer uh, brewery was able to contract with the second largest domestic beer to contract them out right. be like hey uh, we're big enough to compete with you guys. Right. Uh, so Michael's saying, I find it odd that uh, I'm okay with Youngling when it tastes the same as Budweiser. In a blind test test, I don't know that I'd be able to tell the difference. And uh, uh, it's the same quality and price as Budweiser. The thing with Younglings is they're still an independent brewery. And, and that's why I'm okay with it. Yeah. If you know what it is and the price point is right, that's totally fine. And tasting like Budweiser or not, that's, you know, six one, half a dozen another. John did a video on the cheapest craft beer, which is the 10 barrel pub beer, which is still technically an InBev owned company uh, out of Bend, Oregon, um, against the, the, the pub beer lager versus Budweiser versus Coors versus Silver Bullet versus- Yeah, know, a bunch of other domestics, yeah. Right, um, and it was kind of a toss up. Now I think, Budweiser was like all over the board. Banquet beer was consistently number one or two and to, to like pub beer. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, basically pub, pub beer was either one or two for, because I did a, a large spectrum of people. Right. It wasn't just my reviews. It was a large amount of people. It was pub beer. The craft version came in first or second every time of individual people's flavors. Right. So, whereas I, I would, there is a little bit of love. There is a little bit of, I don't know, you, you know, there's a little bit of difference, uh, in the sense of having a craft versus domestic beer. It, I, I'm really intrigued of trying this younglings beer because it is craft. I want to know the ingredients. Now, the fact that it's 
going to be contracted out. Uh, I know I've had contracted beers before. Did you catch your microphone, okay? I did, yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I've had contracted beers before. Technically, Stone's Arrogant Bastard is a contracted beer. And so per state is actually brewed from different places. Right. Um, so you can have a different, slight different flavor. So I'm, I'm curious to still try it. But um, I don't know. I, I, I still think it uh, uh, might be better. I don't know. Um, ingredients, I think because you're, you're contracting out, they're required to do this ingredient and their recipe. So should should be fine because they're large enough on the East Coast to have that large scale capacity. Okay, enough of this. Get to the Star Trek beer. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, so, anyways, enough of this. So Star Trek, Star Trek wine. We talked about this uh, prior to Picard. Yeah. Just prior to the premiere of Star Trek Picard. There was a Picard, uh, the Chateau Picard. Chateau Picard. Oh, what, what, what do I have here? You Chateau Picard. It. That's right. I have it. Jeff, do you have it? Oh, it was do, too I, much. do I do I have the limited edition? Oh, yes, you right. bastard! I have. This is the one I probably will keep. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I figured. I told my wife. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll open this with Jeff. <laughs> Um, she hates red, red, red wine. So I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's the one I'll have with Jeff. Yep. Anyways. So, um, season one of Picard ended and I believe these were very popular. And by they the way, sold out. uh, by episode four of, of, uh, Star Trek Picard, I had submitted my record, my resignation. <laughs> so I was not in the market to buy that pack. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was so funny was I put that pack on my Christmas list, and my and I, I marked it as number one, uh-huh. and like this this is the one I want. This is the yeah. first gift I want. I want to open this on. Christmas I want to open this. I any other gift. This is the first. This is the one gift I want. My wife's like, I thought you were joking, and she didn't get it for me, and so she had to get it on on. It was ended up being later this year on our anniversary. Yeah. On the second run of everything, I was like, I, I, I was Christmas Day. I'm opening everything and like last present. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be Chateau Picard. Uh, where is it? <laughs> right. You know, I was like, I, I really wanted that. I marked it like seven stars. I'm like, this is the number one I want. Um. So, but anyways. marked it as number one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Skull. Um. So, Star Trek wine. Uh, there is a a now. Um, so uh, my <laughs> um, so Jeff, you also also have a couple of Star Trek, um, li- uh, not themed liquor, but actually um, licensed licensed yeah. liquors. Yeah, distilled specifically for un- under license from Paramount Star Trek. Yes. Um, so I have the Ten Forward Vodka and the James T. Kirk Single Malt Bourbon. Yes. So uh, they twelve-year single malt bourbon was very actually both of them fantastic if I remember correctly. Yes, so good. Even without the names, I would buy them. Yes, a little overpriced, but still very good. Uh, The the vodka was only thirty bucks. Oh, that's actually really good. Then totally reasonable. Um, let alone for the bottle that you get with it, which is like uh, 
an oh, cool. Elkar's display with vodka in it. It's like great. Yeah. Um, but no, the the Kirk bourbon was like 110 bucks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. So so there are now two brand new licensed Star Trek wines. So if you are a wine connoisseur, there is now a white wine for you instead of the Chateau Picard, which is a red. Both of them are uh, the other two originals are red. This is, I believe, a Sauvignon Blanc. Yep. And then a very special one that I and Jeff both want. I the, want the blood wine. The Klingon blood wine. I don't care what it tastes like. I want that bottle. Wax dipped. You I know, want that bottle. That, that bottle. And it even looks like something that would come off of Star Trek. That short, stubby, fat, thick glass. You know it's got the big bubble at the bottom. Probably uber thick wax. Yep. Right. I want that bottle. Right. Um, um, so I've added this to my cart. <laughs> um, What's it at? <laughs> it's 140 bucks, oh and it's gonna be God. and it's gonna be twenty dollars shipping. <laughs> if anyone wants to donate to this cause, yeah, I will open these on camera. There we go. I will. I will break COVID to go there. Right. And drink with Jeff. I will allow John. To, we'll do a live show from my deck. How's that? Yes, that I will chug. If if I can get like three or four twenty dollars super chats, we will make this happen. Um, what but is I, it? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, even, but I'm even, at 10, 20, 30. I'm at thirty three bucks right now. If I can get like another forty or fifty bucks, I'll just I'll just click. I'll check out while we're on the air. Yeah. So yeah. No, like, I'll hide uh, my screen because you're not going to know my. One hundred and sixty bucks even for a three pack. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. But again, like, a, so maybe Christmas list this year, right? You know, if it doesn't sell out, because it actually sold out. The original pack sold out very, very quick. Yeah. Um, and if I haven't opened these ones, and I'm not a wine guy, but I had to buy it. Right. You know, I, I wanted these. But if they're anything like the uh, liquors, because everything is licensed and they are going through at least a, you know, semi, like we have to taste this. And There's 25. Fun. There's 20. Oh, yeah. Oh. We got 45 bucks already. One more. One more. And I'm going to check out. <laughs> I might even just do it to you. Just to be like, <laughs> hops and brews, 20 bucks. You guys are freaking amazing. <laughs> so. There it, oh, good. 85 bucks. There it is. Oh. Skull, Parker, oh, and Michael. So, I freaking love Steve, you. So Steve just showed up to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who opened the door? And it's Steve. There we go. $105. We just paid for the whole thing oh, with tonight's show. Yeah. Well, I need a fan because oh, I'm man. hot. And and then here, here you go. Hang on, sit right there. There, there's Steve. Sit on the chair. Hey, all hey. right. <laughs> And you get, is this, you get that, is it, is, it, is it over or is this the after party? No, we're still going. We're oh. still going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're still going. We're, we just talked about the new sh uh, Star Trek wine. Yep. Oh, so yeah. we're over We're over at Tech. Why did you? Oh, you missed it. You didn't get to try any of this. That is the beer I had today. All right. So I'm like checking out this? as a guest. I agree yes. with shipping conditions. 7%. Oh, it's, that smells disgusting. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, you're checking out? I'm checking. I'm, oh. I said so, I'd do it on the air. See, so and I got, I got another 20 new... bucks and another 20 euro. Uh, so thank you, John Jay and DJ Innocent. The, uh, the new Chateau Picard 
Or not the the Klingon blood wine wine. Oh, right, right, right. Asshole. All right, well. This is now a business expense. That's awesome. Yeah, that's okay. okay they're, they're in, all right, they're in my room. Yeah, I'll, I'll do, I'll get the wide angle lens and we can, we can piss everyone off. They're, they're in my room. Just be quiet. Jace is sleeping. All right. Anyways, so there, there's that. So that is, oh, uh, do you want to do the game in tech news? Yeah, I do want to get into that a little bit. Um, uh, because we had, the, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll skip. So, again, if you are part of Jeff's Discord, you can see that uh, link to the disgusting alcohol that we and, early and, on talked about. And for those wanting to know, I do use the Ridge Wallet. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Go to ridge.com slash craft to get 10% off your order. What? Yeah, buddy. All right. I'm I'm now wait, you get what did you just get the two? I got the three pack. Uh of the blood wine? Blood blood wine, the, the Sauvignon Blanc, and the white. And and the what okay. So yep. you got I, I'm getting all three. So you got so then you got this one, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. Yeah, so you got you got that one. Okay. You it's old old wine Zinfandel, the red Zinfandel. I'm I'm curious though because mine's a 2008. I'd be curious to see what your year is, since you're technically buying it a year later. Right. I, I'm kind of curious to know what will actually show up. So then, hang on. I've actually never looked in detail. My, <laughs> I, hey, check this out. I've never looked at this. My Chateau Picard gives a date on there. But it's a, it's a 2386. Nice. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, although I believe, uh, yeah, that was the one they says is the 87, 86 to be uh, the one where he meets his, his, his brother. Yes. So but the 86, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rafi. All right. Um, so let's go into some entertainment news. Well, we only have two quick ones, and we can get through it and then wrap this episode up. Um, so we've talked about... Uh, you want something to drink, Steve? Oh, my God. So Steve Steve went and grabbed the, the Mad Dog. <laughs> really? He went 2020 on you? He did. <laughs> 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 okay um so there was uh, uh so at, on top of star trek we're pretty pretty decent star wars fans as well Rhett's a huge star wars fan um you are as well if so, i remember correctly letting everyone know i did indeed purchase this here it is 156 bucks <laughs> i'm good on my word uh big big spoon five dollars uh get the kess wine it's a little younger <laughs> The cast wine. <laughs> One hundred fifty-six dollars, uh, three bottles. It'll be here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Star Wars. We're, we're Star Wars and Star Trek fans. Mostly Star Trek, but we do appreciate Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars is a good franchise. We enjoy it. We talk about it still regularly on this show. Rhett is a huge Star Wars fan. You yourself. I enjoy the mythology. I believe Steve does as well. Yep. So although the last 
three episodes uh not a big fan of honestly you know um and i think they especially the very very last one right they kind of copped out of and a lot of people were just like yeah that was a way to go they they tried to go in my opinion entirely fan service yeah and when that's all you cater to you're gonna exclude the fans you're trying to service and the new fans you're trying to bring in yeah and that's exactly what happened and and so now it's been basically confirmed there were some fan theories through reddit and a couple other post sites that will ray i was gonna say riley ray was um someone else's daughter technically and so it has been confirmed through uh the actress uh daisy ride ridley is that her name ridley yeah daisy ridley um that originally the fan theories were actually correct she technically the original writings for the script the first draft at least was kenobi yes that was the first draft of the new trilogy was ray kenobi it was a descendant of obi-wan kenobi the second draft was ray eh, was nobody the third draft was ray kenobi the fourth draft was ray palpatine yeah And it changed depending on who you asked and depending on what week it was. Now, and that could have been more of a confusing thing because they've done that with a couple other movies of like, hey, we want to keep people on their toes. We don't want to leak spoilers out. But this kind of comes out to, this makes more sense in the Star Wars mythological realm, light versus dark, and then, you know, everything... And it would just play better, I think, and it just feels better. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I was, although at the same time, I still don't know if I would have like liked this. Both felt like a cop out. I, I, I still don't know. I, I was globally disappointed with with the second and third edition of the sequel. Yes. Personally, I, I was. And I was just like, these are just horrible, horrible movies. I Even when the third one came out, I rewatched every single episode. And from uh, uh, New Hope to... Uh, I didn't watch the prequels. Let me put that there. I didn't watch the prequels. I just went from New Hope on. New yeah. Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi to whatever the pre i don't remember them yeah the force awakens, force awakens the last jedi and the rise of skywalker oh i even hate that name but um yeah um everything felt rushed in these prequels how can you piss off star trek star wars and stargate fans in one sentence uh remember wharf uh- uh, or my, or Sequest sorry, uh, rocks. No, no, that's how you <laughs> Sequest do it. Sequest rocks. That's a, <laughs> Babylon five was better. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2021 was great. 2021. Yeah. Uh, no. How do you piss off Star Trek, Stargate and Star Wars fans all in one sentence? Uh, do you know who Michael Dorn was? Well, he was, he played Chewbacca in the original trilogy. He's also the voice of, uh, the God of War guy who says boy all the time. <laughs> I did not know that. No, <laughs> it's not. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, 
Anyway. Um, Anyways. Yeah. So, rather disappointed with the new trilogy. The Force Awakens was amazing. The Force Awakens was great. Um, and I, I, I liked it. It was. I have my problems with it, but I accepted it in the fact that it was a rehashing of New Hope for a new generation with enough fan, you know, service to the original fans Correct. that everyone could bond with it. A, a father could take his young son to it and be like, "Look at this. This is going to be an epic saga. Mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen." And it really mm-hmm. felt that way. And everything else just went to poo-poo after right. that. Right. Um, so The Last Jedi, I've I stated multiple times, I thought it was okay. It had some amazing scenes. Um, the <sighs> the going to light speed through the Star Destroyer. Okay, maybe that that's ten seconds. It was ten seconds, but it was a at the me, end for me. That was a breathtaking moment in cinema. Okay, it, really it, was. It, it was a great idea. I really enjoyed the idea of like a kamikaze. Hey, this is a great way. We have to sacrifice. How do we do this? But now the one thing I, I didn't realize was that the Force Awakens to The Last Jedi take place within 30 minutes of each other. Right. And and I didn't realize that. I'm like, and then so the idea of Ray being this Jedi master within 48 hours is just like, what? Well, they, did, they did the same thing with Luke. No, they didn't. Luke, Luke was a theoretically between, between new hope and empire. You could state that there's been a year or two between the battle. Between new hope and empire. Yes. Between empire and Jedi. Oh yes. But, but that's because that's empire when he was training on Dagobah. Yes. Oh, exactly. But, but that's the difference. It's we're, we're talking episode Two to three. Now right. we're t- in the new series. We're talking one to two, right. and and Ray just learned she has powers. Forty eight hours later, she's this Jedi lightsaber wielding master who kills uh, Palpatine or what? Not the 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 other weird Scarface. Palpatine. No, no, the 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 other one who's in the chair. Um, oh, uh, 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 Snoke. Yeah. Snoke. 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 You know, yes, yeah, we built up to be the ultimate bad guy. Oh, yeah, and, he, and, and he's just nothing. He just sits in his chair right. and he gets killed by well, a lightsaber. That story went nowhere. Yeah, and, right. It's not true. And so it it doesn't. That's impossible. It doesn't make sense that even if she's Palpatine's granddaughter, which that means Palpatine had to mate with someone, and then their child had to mate with someone. No, not. Awesome. Whatever. Sure. Whatever. When did that happen in the prequels? My mods are revolting. So (laughs) whatever. I I just, yeah. So even anyway, even uh, the story that they went with, even the, even this turn, I don't even like the idea that she's Obi-Wan's daughter. I don't like either one, but see, I could buy that. I could totally buy that. I I could could totally buy buy that. She was Obi-Wan's daughter or a descendant of Obi-Wan Kenobi or a descendant of his line. I see his lineage, whatever. I could buy um, it. I could buy it better, especially it, because there was there was early talks of an Obi Wan series, right. and there's now talks of it's going to be released. It's it's a confirmed series, yep. And then that could lead to it. So all of that could have tied, and maybe I could have believed it a little bit. Thank better Thank you, Steve. Now. So. Um, oh, uh, is he talking? Oh. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> you can't read it on air anyway. Anyways, um, so I, 
here's here's the bottom line is they played this so fast and loose with the franchise that they bought for three billion dollars yeah it's inconceivable to me yeah i know that Um, there wasn't one person at the top who said this is the direction we're going to go yeah well, that they it change was, directors every time. They well, they change directors every time, which is normal for Star Wars. You know, <sighs> no, well, four, five, there, there was exactly four, five, six three. had different directors. One, two, three had different directors. Uh, well, four, um, five, six had four, five between four and five. It was def- technically different directors, but still, uh, he had supervision over it. But God, he was such a good director in four. <laughs> yeah, I, for, I forget his name, but in Empire Strikes Back, such a good director. Yeah, he knew but, how to tell a story. But here, but here's the problem: is you can't make everyone happy all the time. No, well, and e- even, even they didn't make anyone happy. Right. They made they made twelve year old boys like this is stupid. Right. They made all their fans. So anyway, who's Palpatine? Yes, exactly. They didn't explain any. Anyways, it, it was just everything was dumb. I can't wait for Mandalorian season two. Did you see that trailer? Yes. Trailer looked good. It looked like they upped the budget. I heard a little bit about it. it might be more of an overarching story, less of an episodic kind of like last season was. This is the way. This is, but man, oh, it really. The Mandalorian saved Star Wars for so many diehard fans. Yes. It really brought it back to practical storytelling, practical effects, but 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 modern effects in it and, and simplicity is better type of a thing. It, it right. really helped and, and there's little humor bits everywhere. John John Farva, a guy who directed Iron Man one and two took over and there's multiple yeah. directors even in there there was um the guy who did um 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 uh uh not iron man uh, thor ragnarok he did uh, what we do in the shadows um here's here's the bottom line he does tell he a does good story taka whatever yeah taka yeah, watiti he does a couple of those fantastic job the i think the bottom it's a great line story. for these franchises and i'm talking about Marvel. I'm talking about Star Wars. I'm yeah, talking about Disney Star Trek. owned. They put yeah. Okay. Star no, Trek. not even Disney owned. Just okay. in general. Yeah. Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, DC. Tell a good story for crying yeah. out loud. Don't go the JJ or not the uh, the the Transformers. Who's the director of Transformers and Michael also Bay? JJ, Michael, Michael Bay. Bay no, yeah. Michael Bay. Don't go right. the Michael Bay. Bunch of explosions, over practical. You know, bunch of effects, no substance. Right. Don't do um, that. We, we talked about Star Trek Picard. We have issues with Star Trek Picard. But overall, it told a fairly good story. Yes. Okay. So there's some things I could do without. There's some things I would want more of. But overall, it told a good story. B and plus. I enjoyed the ride. I gave it a B plus. B it's plus. Fine. Solid B. I'd, I'd yeah. say solid B. Solid B. Yeah, on, yeah, on a rewatch. Yeah. Um, uh, Star Wars. Episode four, five, six, A minus, A minus to an A. Yeah, you, you lost me a little bit in Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks. Yeah, like I don't know that they needed they, to be there. They tried throwing some humor in there and just didn't work. Just didn't work for me. Uh, episode one, episode one told a great story. It really did. Uh, it really uh, great. Honestly, yeah, it, it it brought 
Episode okay, two. The story is in the background. You kind of know what's there, and the dialogue does not sell it. No. In episode three, you go, what? Well, in episode two, and even even the story, the visual story aspect. That's right. a, I think that's the problem with the, the first, the prequels. The visuals didn't really help. Right. Episode one, you give it a pass because, hey, this is the first ad- uh, uh, adaption of it. They're right. just trying new stuff. Two and three, they're like, well, let's just just add more. It's like, no, no, no. This is like adding to the 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 remixes of four, five, and six, or yeah. three, three, four, and five. The Force Awakens. Four, 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 four. Yeah. Sorry. Let, let's go. Let's go. Rogue One. Rogue. Phenomenal story. Visually, it's great. I think visually, Rogue One is a great storytelling. It tells a decent story, even though we know what's going to happen. There's some character development where I know uh, that many Bothans died to bring us this these plans. Yeah, and and, and because of I that, know everyone is going to die, uh, I, and I, I'm I, glad you had the balls to kill everyone. Yeah, and so tell the, that story. Yes, I, I wish there was a bit more development in at least one to two characters. But even then, bit- for a two-hour movie, I'm fully satisfied. With how that, with how it went, with how it ended, with everything in between. As as far as if I was going to put it in Star Wars, it's top four. It really is. It's, it, I'd, it's I'd put it one A to one B with yes. like Empire Strikes Back. So I really so would. There's that. Um, um, episode seven told a pretty decent story overall. Episodes. Oh, that's that's the Force Awakens. That's oh yeah yeah first, first one well, of the new trilogy well, well, because that's that's it but it's told, a rehashing of a new hope overall overall Force Awakens told a very good story it was no it it retold it, a, it retold the story it, it doesn't matter it, it told it, a good story I could re, follow it, every it, plot point I knew what they were talking about it, it's like it, watching the Princess Bride again it's right. like yeah I, I enjoyed this but the Princess Bride it, still a great movie it's a great movie it's a great right. story they just sat there and said hey we have a great story conceivable. Yes, um, this is right. so. It is a great story because they followed a blueprint that they previously had. Right. It is they rehashing and they did a great rehashing for the modern times. I agree with that. That it brings two generations, even right. three generations, together. Right. Everything after that was crap. Right. The Last Jedi. It threw away plot points from the first one. It told it, stories that didn't need to be told that had nothing to do with the end result. Um, it had some great cinematic visuals to it. That's um, all it has. That's it had all a couple of things where the story was written on the wall, and then they said, no, 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 we're going to go this way instead. Like, Leia should have died in space. I said that at the time. And I said <laughs> that at the time that I said, I'm going to reserve judgment for this movie based on what happens in episode nine. Leia should have died in space. Should have died in space. Should, what, and she uh, didn't. Instead, she used her latent force powers to bring herself back in to get into a coma, only to come back and then die later. It's like, I know, I, just I know, kill her. I, I, Have I know, the balls I know. to kill her. I know. Um, I, that's bad. Um, and and then episode nine told no story at all. No, it did. It, it was a whole, right. yeah. That was, so here's my, a knife my overriding that, that point. theoretically... Tides could have adjusted the de- end of the Death Star. How did that knife get there? That's super ancient. How did it know that the... Shut up! Who builds a knife? Yeah. <laughs> uh, comes- I love Star Trek, but there are some sinkers. Alamoraine. Uh, we can hate on Sub Rosa. It's okay. Uh, hey, you know what? The, th- the thing is, though, a multi- 
million billion dollar movies. <laughs> Novella Hub. Sub <laughs> Rosa had all the steamy scenes on TNG. <laughs> yeah. So, but but again, so we have I technically multi, beat you to that multi billion dollar movies versus hundred thousand dollar episodes. Right. And, right. and and that have to uh, back then had to be twenty five episodes and, a season. Exactly. Yeah. And really, times seven and, seasons. You're gonna exactly. have a couple stickers. Yeah. So you you, you spent three billion dollars on the Star Wars franchise. aspect ratio. You can't do much with that. Right. You know, you spent oh. three billion dollars on the Star Wars franchise, and you didn't have someone at the top who had the balls to say, "Yes, this is the direction this franchise is going to go." Yeah. You said so. yes to everyone who came along with ev- with any idea conceivable. You gave it to whatever director and said, go whatever direction you would like to go, even though we're throwing everything from episode seven in the trash. Yeah. And anyway. now we're left with a sequel, a, a, a trio of secret movies that I will probably never watch again. Yeah. And, and I, there's, there's already talk about rebooting them and scrapping the three. In, so. in the late 90s, I went and saw all of the new prequels in yeah. theaters I watched them once after their DVD releases and I never watched them again. Yeah. I have not seen the original prequels since and, 2003. Anyways, uh, we, we're running a little bit late. Yes. Uh, do you want to get to the last one or... or I can say it really quick. The PlayStation 5 has a $399 asking price for the all-digital edition and a $499 asking price for the DVD version. And it is coming out November 19th. And you can kind of pre-order it now, although all the websites that you can pre-order it on are failing right now. Yes, and the only interesting aspect is that it is coming out only a couple days after the Xbox. So there's going yes. to be a bit of a fight. Yes. Uh, that's really the only interesting thing about this it was article. Gonna happen that way. Though. Yeah, exactly. So it's gonna. It, everything was coming out during Christmas time. We all knew that. So why'd you ask that? It's uh, the most wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that is everything um, we have That's to it. talk about. Yep. Um, join us for the after show. I, I'm going to close it because I have to do something. You drank the, a lot of beer tonight. Yes, I did. So I have to go. I'm. I, unless you hey, want to. Steve, you want to do the sign yeah, out? Yeah, let John go. Steve, you want to do the sign out? Here. <laughs> this has been episode 150 of Talking Heads here on Craft Computing. Thank you so much for watching. If you like this video, make sure to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to Hops and Brews if you like the beer content on this channel. Welcome, Steve. How's it going, buddy? Hey, all right. Hey, I'm not going to put these on. These are like... I, I haven't seen you in this good of fidelity since, uh, well, yeah. before I last saw you in person. Well, there's a reason why I have a shitty cam, so you can't see me in this good fidelity. Right. We don't want that. We want we, we want we want the air of mystery. Right. None of us want yeah. that. No, right. nobody wants that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. If you want to take part in the super secret after show or any of the chats from yeah. Wednesday to Wednesday, consider joining the Patreon down in the video description. $1 a month gets you exclusive access to the Discord server. You can chat with myself, John, Steve, Rhett, and all of the hosts from Talking Heads. Uh, get part of the community. Get part of the buy, sell, trade pages. Yeah. Uh, keep up on news throughout the week as it happens. If you haven't uh, heard, I got a 2070 you can buy. Yeah, I hear Steve has a 2070 Super that he's willing to let go for 225. I, well, Isn't that amazing? Uh, if you add like a, a hundred on top of that for like now, if you want to, if you want to add 125 bucks, I will autograph that before we ship it yeah. to you. Yeah. So. And John, John will urinate it if you hurry up because he's peeing right now. Right. 
right. Yeah. We can, we can include that in the package if you hurry and order now. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Every Wednesday night here at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. This is Talking Heads episode 150. And uh, thank you. And we will see you next week. See you, see you at the after party. See you at the after party. All right. Cheers, all. Bye.